Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Glad you could join us this evening. Uh, we are live. It's Wednesday, the day before St. Patrick's Day. On a special Thursday edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Chagu. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, you can listen to this, like I say, live on YouTube, or you could download this podcast and all of the previous editions and even future editions of the Cantina Mekis podcast from the Podcast Center on Google Play or on iTunes. Thank you guys for joining us. We have, a, 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 again, a distinguished panel of guests and a lot to talk about this week. So we'll uh, jump right into it. We'll get going with the introductions. Uh, first of all, our technical director over in, in Kyle, Texas, in South Austin, who is not going to any of the uh, South by Southwest events this week. I don't blame him, but uh, he is uh, the man who puts the show together. We appreciate that from him, as well as our technical director and uh, and North Texas reporter, Albert El Chiquiscampa. Albert, how are you? Hey, doing good. Glad to be here. Had a so, fun. yeah, last night was your, your first venture up to, uh, up to Frisco, and you went to, uh, is it uh, Toyota Park? Is that, is that the name of it now? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. What was your, uh, what was your impression? Uh, I wasn't, I, I mean, I guess they're under construction, so they have some, uh, you know, a lot of things blocked off and half of the stadium was inaccessible to the, to the fans. Cables and construction was going on. Tables were all over the place over in the, the area where the press box is at. Uh, there's only one entrance, so like everybody was, going into the north side of the entrance and there was lines and lines and just your chaos trying to get into the stadium. But it was, it was good. So they gave it the real CONCACAF feel is what it sounds like. They really, they really yeah. spiced up the CONCACAF for, uh, for the yeah. game. Yeah. I took and some friends that were, uh, that went, that went, they go to Salt Lake, uh, Real Salt Lake games. And of course I've been to the Dynamo stadium and, uh, yeah, subpar, but, but it was fun. It's a good time. And as as far as the game, did did the game go about as as what you would have, would have expected? Uh, no, I actually expected a little bit more out of out of Dallas, and uh, on that side, I expected you know a little bit more danger, a little bit more, uh, especially at home, a little bit more from Dallas and from Pachuca. I you know I got exactly what I expected from them on the first leg away. Um, and it, and it and it portrayed exactly in the result and even in the uh, post game comments from the players. So interesting, interesting observations. So so, you, would you say that uh, if that that both teams object objective blah, blah, objectives were met in this game, or do you think that Dallas maybe fell a little bit short, or Pachuca fell a little bit short? Uh, I think. I think Dallas, uh, the, even the, their head coach um, was talking about how they played well. He was happy with what they did. Um, but I think Pachuca didn't play as well as they should have. But they didn't bring the intensity. They thought we have, I, I think in their minds, they know they have the return leg in Pachuca and there's where they're going to win it. And they, and and I could sort of see with uh, the players, especially on offense, um, they were trying 
to do a little bit more one-on-one, a little bit more fancy type of movements and trying to score and taking more, you know, more risks, um, sort of like not, not messing around, but sort of, you know, just taking risks on offense and then getting the ball turned over. They weren't intense enough as, as they should have been. Probably could have won, but. That's interesting. Well, we'll have to get more of your, uh, more, more of your report from, uh, watching the game. It was the CONCACAF semifinal between Pachuca and FC Dallas. I think the return leg is the first week of April. So they have, they have a few weeks to, to, to get some legs mended for, for Pachuca and for Dallas as, as well, because we're also missing a couple of players. Thanks for joining us, Albert. Really appreciate it as always. And I'm sure that you, I believe you have some other, uh, I mean, we might have to give you, uh, like your own little tirade open, uh, cheekies. Cause you, uh, you, you've been bringing the heat the past few weeks. So we'll, uh, I'm sure that you'll have some, some, some pointed comments a little bit later in the show. Oh yeah. All right. Over in, uh, in, in, in surprise. Now, when you say surprise, do you always have to say it like, like, like it's a surprise? <laughs> or do you just no. say surprise? No. I keep, I keep forgetting that I, I tell you guys that I moved. I'm now in Phoenix. Oh, so you're, you're back, you're back in Phoenix proper now? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually in the south side with all the homies, with all with the homies hanging out. At. So, yep, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Are you? Uh, are, do you, are, are your roots? Are your roots in the uh, in, in, uh, in, in uh, southern southern part of Phoenix? I'm from Mexicali, man. There's no such thing as roots for me here. <clears throat> as a matter of fact, I take offense to that. I'm Mexican. Where my roots are from, but there's a lot of Mexicans around here. There's even a food city, which is like a supermarket where they have mariachis in an actual restaurant instead of it. Do uh, have you spent more time in 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 Phoenix than you have anywhere else in your life? Uh, no, actually, I lived um, in LA for a long time, for like over ten years, Mexicali, ten years. Here, yeah, California has been the one I lived the most. All right. Fernando Regino, your uh, your Rayados uh, got a big win in 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 the tournament that you that you keep your eye on the most, of course, with uh, Copa Mekis. <laughs> yes, and uh, they have a big big semifinal uh, coming up with Chivas. Uh, so I I don't know who you're going to root for, Fernando. I mean, you're tienes corazón dividido. No, no, I don't. That's that's just hearsay, man. I'm a I'm a Rayado, so I want Rayados to win. But you know, if Chivas wins. I would not be surprised since they are under very good management. They have a one of the best, you know, directivos out there right now. So uh, I won't be surprised if we lose, but I want Rayados to win. You know, it's funny how sometimes we say that we, we conjure up Fernando by playing. We're talking about La Volpe or, or uh, I bet you if you talk glowingly about Chivas, that uh, that we, we might we might get a, a Chivas fan that calls us, whether, <laughs> whether on the panel or on the show. So uh, we'll have to. We'll have to keep an eye on that, but uh, Fernando, yeah, you said your Rayados are playing a little better. You're, I think, I think that the, the governor called when it came to um, Mohamed. Uh, <laughs> he, he was on the on the chair, but the governor called. You got you got a reprieve. You got to be happy. You got to be happy yeah. with how things are going. He got the co- everything going without a without a what is it called one of those counselors that Chicharito had, or who was that player who had a counselor? I forgot. Did they send the Mohamed to Colombia, or did they bring in the, the, the hypnotist to, to set him straight? That's exactly what I was talking yeah. about. No, I don't think they. I don't know if they brought a hypnotist, yeah. if that's what you want to call them. <laughs> or maybe they. Uh, the, he was at a bar and a guy sat down with him and he started talking. Said, "Man, if I was coaching Monterrey and things started going bad for me, I'd put a bullet to my head right here, right here, and right here." 
you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I no, don't well, whatever happened, it's obviously working. I mean, they have a good team, so it was only we knew it was only a matter of time. They're, uh, I, th- you know, they're uh, they're they're strong in, in both leagues right now. For another time, I think that you could have a you uh, you might have some silverware in your future. Hopefully. It'll be uh, something to keep an eye on. Well, thank you for joining us, Fernando, as always. Uh, we'll uh, discuss that and many other topics a little bit later, uh, one of which, of course, is the uh, the, the referees stopping uh, or are not showing up for their games on Saturday for uh, in retaliation for some judgments that we'll get into a little bit later. But before we do that, we do have to introduce the man who needs no introduction but but gets one. But but gets one anyway. Of course, I'm talking about nada más y nada menos que Grand Maester Ronnie de Luna, who is the the keeper of the flame of the of, of the Mexican soccer book Citadel in Philadelphia. Hey, Ronnie, Ronnie, how are you? How are you guys doing? Good to have you on, Fernando. Uh, I'm sorry, who did I just do that? <laughs> you just insulted my family honor, man. <laughs> Good to have you on, Ronnie, as, as always. You and I, you and Ronnie, we rumble. We rumble Sunday at noon or yeah, we, 1 o'clock or whenever it is with the yeah, daily savings time. Yeah, we do. So it's, uh, that's the, the, apparently that is uh, when we had Jason on. He said that is the, that is the roughest uh, – Roughest Classico of them all. Yeah, I mean, talk about it with th- three finals. You know, and you pointed out some earlier in the week that I, that I did not know that I thought was really interesting that uh, that America played in 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 Seoul before it was the Olympic Stadium in the in the fifties when it was just a football stadium. Yep. So the, I guess I would have to think that at that time that was probably the biggest stadium in Mexico City, right? Which is why they played there. They needed they needed the space. Uh, well, they had a. Ciudad de los Deportes, which turned, which was Azul, right? Uh, which was turned out, to, you know, that that came out to be a Ciudad de los Deportes. That was the first concrete stadium, right, in Mexico City. Um, but yeah, they, it just they ended up playing in in, in Seoul. Um, they ended up they, they ended up playing in Seoul until the, you know, obviously they built their first, you know, their stadium, Aztec Stadium. So they played in Seoul for a while then, so that they uh, wasn't. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, they played, but they had they to, because, yeah, because I mean, the Azul is too small. Oh, Azul only seats what like forty thousand, and Seoul seats seventy. So they need they probably needed more more capacity. Mm-hmm. That would uh, that would make sense. Now earlier, uh, I guess last week, uh, the, the as, as you all know, the Liga Mekis week the match match day was where were halted they were suspended because the referees did not uh, well, i guess referees uh they they they, they, they called the strike they, they 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 did not show up for work in protest for the a couple of rulings that were given to some players after the they the players had uh had a physical contact with the referees and uh, in the liga mekis rules it says any it says physical contact with the referee is an automatic one year suspension so the, unfortunately, you know, whether how, however you want to look at it, the referees had a legitimate beef, and they're just they were just asking the guys to follow the rules, and ultimately they capitulated. The refs are back. The two guys got suspended for a year, and uh, a lot of people are 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 
looking at this and saying that this is a some sort of possible change in how things happen in Liga Mekis. So uh, something uh, for us to, to nosh about uh, for the uh, as our first uh, little topic. But before we do that, before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, we do have breaking news. Breaking news, everybody. Daniel Preciado has joined the podcast. Daniel, how are you, sir? <laughs> oh, I'm good. Good evening, guys. I'm uh, happy to be here as always. And what what happened to, to your Guerreros last night? I mean, you let Cartucho Quemado score a hat trick in the first half. I didn't watch it. I, like I said, I've been uh, on on a uh, on my doing my best Julian impersonation. So yeah, I, have, I oh, haven't so watched. Really? No, no, not not the self loathing. Just 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 the not watching. Just the not watching. No, this. <laughs> The we'll self-loathing was there well before I ever knew uh, uh, Boyle. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, they, uh, yeah, apparently they're out, they're out of the Copa. Lost 3-1. You know. I'm, I'm more concerned with the league. Uh, um, you need to get a W. Yeah. And, but I still think it's the way they're, they're still well, really well positioned. <clears throat> so um, I would really a, like it if, if, if they, if they at, gave the young right kids time. a chance. If the other guys aren't working. Just see what they can do. Has it been like five uh, games that Santos hasn't won in in the regular league? Well, it's been one loss, probably. And four ties. So it's not like they haven't been getting points, but yeah, they have. But they haven't been winning, Fernando. Gee, Fernando, you know just how to. You and Ronnie both are surgical with your with with your trolley. Just a just a <laughs> set, boom! Just a little, just a little, just a little shot. Little jab. Little jab. The knife yeah. is blunt, though. That, it's blunt. It's not really sharp. Yeah, so, so it doesn't really it doesn't really affect me much. So, so so back to the referees before before Dan joined us. Uh, the uh, the league capitulated. The referees got these guys suspended for a year, and play resumes. Ronnie, what happened? Uh, <laughs> look at him inhaling all that air. <gasps> well, he's, he was about to. He's about to. He was about to. Let us in. I look well, first. I think there's a time to pick your battles, and I and I don't think this this was it. Uh, I mean the the you know it's funny because before we you know before the, what was it last episode or this the one before we were talking about the <clears throat> excuse me we were talking about the refs and how you know the, you know protecting players and stuff like that. And like obviously you have you know um, you had what's his name uh, Chewy Corona and obviously I know a lot of people are gonna say well I don't think you you know Corona has anything you know you know I don't he has room to talk because I mean obviously he started you know uh, a pretty big melee back well he headbutted a guy but but he he just headbutted he just headbutted a, no, a misogynist he did but, but but what he said what he said is, is I've heard many other players and, and coaches that sometimes the refs are the ones that are provoking you. It doesn't uh, matter. Yes, What's that? The rules are pretty pretty well set that you just don't touch the ref. Yeah, but the ref. Well, hurts, but but there's there's a there's a sense, and and I think this this has to this goes deeper than just this goes deeper than just football. It it it, it goes both politically and socially in Mexico, where where and I know that you've always you know you've mentioned this uh, the, the the word uh, John impunity. Yes, that sometimes the people with power tend to abuse it, 
and you know Corona, like I said, he's just one of many players that have that that have that have gone out saying that the refs at times will provoke you, or sometimes like one of the team captains has said, "Hey, you're not calling this," and then they like they basically you know call you a maricon or like you know or stop con su mariconadas or they 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 they, they that- kind of they kind of insult the player, right? And and obviously you can't do anything. Poor little player, he's gonna cry. Uh, Oh no! Well, the thing is, I mean, I got is, is, is you want you want them just to act, act professionally, you know. Let the players do that to each other. You know, the refs shouldn't do that to the players. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, and and and, but, and I got into and I and I and I and I traded some tweets with uh with uh, Roberto Amaravowitz from ESPN. You know, he he was all for you know he was all for the uh, the. Uh, the uh, the band I, personally I wasn't because I believe that the refs they're not without sin in this. No, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I'll I, nobody is man. I will, uh, I will build on that here in a second, but continue. So I, I I don't think I don't think this was the right battle to 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 to, to fight because now you know okay the the refs got their way, but it's coming, dude. The players, you know, they may you know they may what do you call it? You know, band together and say, you know what? We don't want this guy anymore. We don't want this guy because, you know, he just doesn't know how to control a game, or, or he he's too impulsive, or he's you know he insults you and stuff like that. And, you know, you you never know, right. especially now with technology. I mean, what's to what's to say that a player you know may, you know, break that unwritten rule and 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 you know what, record a, just how, I guess. How uh, incendiary a, 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 a referee can be. Yes. <laughs> there was one uh, a pundit who uh, earlier in the week, that else was going on, said, said, you know what would stop a lot of this is that if the refs wore a mic and the game was recorded and uh, it would, knowing it's being recorded, I think would eliminate a lot of. Some of what eliminate some of your bad habits. You know what would, would actually solve this if players uh, grew some thicker skin and stopped being thugs. Well, here here's the thing. The, 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 there there are a couple of things that happen in this. Uh, first of all, the rule is ridiculous because if it, you know there, there was no there was no room. There's no green. You know when you when you write rules for a sporting stuff, are they really rules? They're more like guidelines, right? So so you you, you would write if a player. You know, physically attacks, assaults, or, or you know, or hit, you know, however you want to say it, the a game official, referee, you know, then he's going to be suspended, and then you give it a range, right? You know, from from three to whatever, and then you know, depending on the, you know, de- you know, the, 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 depending on investigation, it depend on the results of the investigation. So they'll look at it and they'll decide. And then they'll give him a range. But the law said if the, if si es whatever agredido, entonces he's suspended for your period. End of story. I mean, they, there was no, there's no gray area in that. They shouldn't so, be. So the so, and that's the thing is that all the rest and then this is why I thought it was important because all the all the rest were asking him was to uh, to just follow your own rules. That's all they were asking him to do. Now, this is why we need unions. But, well, here's we need, it, it, we need a players' union to be able to also enforce rules like these when other entities don't follow well, them. 
if there was a union, I'm sure they would negotiate in that. But and right now there isn't. So there is a union with the refs. And uh, Marquez was actually mentioning that the players also need a union, just like the refs. But yeah, he there. He, he is certainly the guy who is uh, a proponent of, of of having a players' union. But but no one has nothing is preventing the players from unionizing right now. But that, that that that's a point for 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 for, for a different uh, match. You know, the, the point of those whole thing is, is that it was it was ter- it was a terribly written law. But if if Liga Mekis, you know, comes out and says, "Hey, we have to suspend this guy," and then you wait a m- then you wait four games or a month and you say, "You know what? They've appealed it on the on the appeal. We've we've reduced the sentence to this." Done. Everybody's happy, and then you don't have to worry. You don't have to have this ridiculous battle. It's just it's just. They they just don't think these things through, and they all and on top of the fact, uh, Ronnie, that they made the announcement twenty minutes before the Veracruz game. Well, well if more people had the uh, integrity that Jemez does, this would be this would be problem solved. But you have America; their management is backing this player and defending him. Dude, that's, he, that's he, a terrible he, thing about this. He whole barely, barely, barely tapped. No, look at the whole. Look at the whole background. Hey, lies. Beto, Beto. Corruption. Beto, Beto. Then he said that he slipped. He was like saying that he's excuse after excuse. Beto, one thing. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I think, I think, I think you, you, we do need to resort to uh, to go to uh, technology and start recording uh, recording what 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 is said because I'm not. First of all, I'm not. I'm not comfortable. And if, and if I was a player, I wouldn't be comfortable suspending, <coughs> you know, basically you're taking someone's livelihood for a year. And it's basically without a he said, she said or whatever. So for all we know, we don't know if the refs, we don't know if the official, you know, provoked, the, you know, this player or throughout the, the throughout the, you know, the, 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 throughout the game and stuff like that. But it does matter, Fernando, because... It because matters to the whiners because it's, it has, there's no there's no whining involved in this one. It's just because of the, because because of the way the rules are written. If, if if they change the rules to give you that that area, look, it, 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 if there's an incident and a player does something physical to the referee, yeah, he needs to be sanctioned for it because I mean, there's that's where that's where I think a report like if he really right. I mean, it seems like there's abuse of the players, and I and I get that. But if, but if that's but that's where the refs have have had their beef is that they send their reports to the disciplinary the thing, report. and they get ignored, and 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 you know they 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 recommend you know whatever it's game suspension or whatever it is, and they 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 always get ignored, and that was and that was one of the reasons they had their big beef is like guys, you know, every time we send you one, you guys change. You look at what happened with uh, there's nothing with refereeing, but with Veracruz, you know, the 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 the, the, the rules say if this happens, it's a three game home suspension. You know, you have. Three games where you're not playing at home, you're not you're not getting a gate for three games, and then they reduced it to one. Well, not 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 the I, I didn't mean the refs. I meant the players. Like, say a player is getting picked on or yelled at and called a sissy for diving or whatever. A player needs to be able to take some type of report and grade that referee and and show evidence of. Oh, you're saying like 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 when you're in college and it's the last day of like like here's that this awful exam that you had to study for hours for. <laughs> Well, when you're done here, take this, you know, this evaluation. Let me know how I did. One of those, a little post game evaluation. Like rate, rate my professor. Yeah, exactly. You're making it. You're making it like infantile. And there needs that's to be, not. That's not a bad idea, Beto. Because at least it's actually you know, a terrible idea. Because now why? then, because now players are going to be able to blackmail refs. You know, like oh well, you're not you know, I'm gonna, you but you're not blackmailing them if you record the game. It all, it if, all, these are, if these are anonymous evaluations, no one, one single evaluation isn't going to. 
raise any feathers. But if you see a a pattern, right? Then, then, then well, that might that might prove that, that there is something to claims that certain players are making. Right. The other thing that needs to happen, and this is something that Ronnie's been talking about for for years, is is that the refs have to they have to make the refs full time referees. Yes. They have to be a ref. They have to be a ref. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yes, they do. They have to be professional. And 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 I say and I say this because I know that I know that the job is difficult. You're you're basically going up against professional athletes who have access to the best medicine, the best nutrition, who got who train right. you know every single day. And these guys are accountants, they're they're lawyers, they're you know, you know whatever. And you're and you you expect these guys to keep up with these guys. And I mean, these guys only train you know three four days out of the week. And you know they're and they're supposed to you know obviously there's the FIFA standards and the in in regards to their physical uh, fitness, but they have to be more professional in, in, in every in every way, physically, mentally, professionally. Uh, because like I said, like what you know Corona said, you know, and I've heard this for years that there are there are and there have been you know uh, referees that. That are impulsive as well. Uh, one that you know, one of them that uh, what's the name Bonaficio? What's his name? Uh, oh, Bonnie, the guy who was always on Fox. Yeah, that that guy. He was he was known for that. You know, uh, he, he was known to be a, an impulsive uh, um, ref. So you seem to think that more of the blame rests on the referees. I'm saying that they're not they're not saints in this. Well, I'm not saying they are either, but I'm going to say this much. As far as when you watch a game, you more often see the players losing their shit and getting all up in their face than than the latter. No, well, but 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 why is that? Because because you're not calling the game fairly. No, that, and that's, <laughs> and that, and that's ridiculous. That, no, that's ridiculous. That, that's ridiculous. No, no, no. If you're seeing, if you're seeing, if you're seeing. If you're seeing the other, the opposition getting away, dude, getting uh, no, getting no, a, no, no, dude, no, dude, every player thinks they didn't come yeah, that didn't commit. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Play. Everybody's gonna, everybody yeah, thinks. And, and if they disagree with the ref, it goes back yeah. to players growing thicker skin. I actually Seriously. agree with Pern on this. I mean, there's a, there's an authority figure on the field. There's rules, just like any other in any other form. If you were in a classroom, like we were talking about earlier. You're gonna have uh, teachers, uh, professors that aren't exactly the nicest or aren't aren't always reasonable, you know, you have to take it sometimes. You have to deal with it and, and know the personalities that you're dealing with and, and tread carefully. And move on. I, I, if, you, if it was you, really you, that bad, I, I just think that, like, we you, would be able to see a little bit more of it on the field plainly. But if, if, if these guys are just throwing a little commentary around and it's poking them that badly, I agree, man. The, they, they need to grow some thicker skin and, and, and just play on. You know, I, I don't see. The, what, I can't believe you're you're you're, you're taking this posture. And, no, I, and, I, no, it is. I mean, and if I there's said anybody to blame, how is it? If, there, how is if it there's anyone I, to blame, it's the federation. I mean, they're the ones who are I, writing how, these ridiculous rules. It's their rules. I and I said this and I said this numerous times. How is it that players like Cardoso could get away with murder, and then with a, with a again? Just a, uh, so, no, Again, no, listen, listen, listen. The microcosm listen. of life, special talent. No, no, no. Get how, is it, how is it that a That's not fair, man. Away? That's something that you learn when you grow up. 
You know, you Cardoso, come, that Cardoso, that Cardoso, Cardoso, Cardoso could get away with murder, but Chet, uh, uh, Hugo Sanchez would just throw his goddamn uh, his, his coat on the ground, boom a card, or Cuauhtémoc Blanco looking at uh, Archundia and because giving the, him a look. Because the refs hated him. More to my point, it's more. To the, I mean, that comes more to my point is that these guys also. You're not going to get rid of that though. What's that? You can't. Well, you're, you're not going to get rid of that. You're not. You gonna, have you're, to. You're, you're, you're not going to make the world. Fair. You have human beings. You can't have it both. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't give the preferred treatment to the guys that frankly deserve it, and you know, you, you the, the enforcers, they they have the enforcers have to pay the price. You know, I'm just I think saying, everybody. I think when you're on that, when you're in that in that kind of environment, in any in any environment, you need to know your role, know where you fit in, and know where you're supposed to do something. If you're a player on the field, like. I, I mean, the way the way soccer players yell at refs would get you kicked out of a basketball game. Every that is time. true. That is true. I mean, you're not allowed to even you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to yell at them at all. And this goes back to what I was saying. This goes beyond just the, the game. This goes. Be, this goes. It, this this basically scratches sociopolitical. And and why you see this type of this type of behavior, especially in Latin America. So is that why it upsets you? Because the establishment is being disrupted here? This is, the man, the man it's, is, it's is, the truth. is taking one on this one? It's, it's, it's the truth. It's your I mean, truth, you don't, have, you don't have to. I mean, Corona, there's countless other players that have said that the refs basically at time provoke. Did you say Corona? Yeah. Psycho? The one that headbutted? That's some, so, that, that, some... doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't take away, uh, uh, you know... He it actually does. Hey, man, the yeah. refs. The refs know it's entertainment too. Man, they, you have to have credible sources. <laughs> they they want to make their they they want to make a name for themselves. If they can provoke Corona, I know you can get a you know you get a get a juicy red card out of them. <laughs> Why not? Uh, it's entertainment, isn't it? Refs are you know why can't the refs be the entertainers? As well, actually, the reality is I think I think it's a combination of both. You know the. If if the refs have to, you know, if they are professional, if the league should help them do that, then they should allow the refs to help them write the rules as far as this stuff. That's why they, there has to be. They just give them some some wiggle room because it was uh, it made everybody look bad. Is, I just it, think it, what what needs it. to happen though is someone needs to get with the the needs to get uh, given the tedious task of going through that rule book. And and really thinking about what it's made of and and what it what it entails and its effects because I I don't know I, maybe it's the quality guy because I do quality and, and compliance and rules are rules and if you have an, and if and if you're in a position to change those to whatever you want then you which only are, have yourself course, to blame right you just have to go ahead and do it I totally agree with that that it's it's yeah. you know the rules are there the guy the that player that got suspended for a year new. And he deserves yeah. the entire. Let's face it; it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a bad rule that it was like the tuck rule, you know. Oh my, there's this. How is that not a fumble? Oh my God, there's this rule, you know, the scarcely known rule. That's the greatest rule ever, man. That 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 prevented the Raiders from from, from winning. So yeah. I'm okay with that one. Are, are you? Uh, <laughs> I did not know that you were a Raider hater. I am, dude. I am. Wow. I, am. I grew up in L.A. and not an, uh, not a Raider fan. So yes, I grew to hate. Wow! Yes. So, so you you take pleasure. You are 
Like like Sunday is is Sunday Schadenfreude when the uh, when the Raiders lose. I think now I think uh, since I've uh, followed soccer a lot more now, I think my new team that I like to see lose more than anything than anyone else is probably the the U.S. Men's. They they've they've uh, they've taken over that 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 sacred spot of of most hated. Yeah, it's 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 not it, it, it's it's climbed up to the top of the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because I, I stopped watching football for the most part, so it's kind of hard to, you know, you need to watch them to, to, to continue to hate. Now, the interesting thing is, now, Ronnie, you're more of a historian of the league, but how often do the owners capitulate on, in, in situations like this? What, what for what, the, trying to protect one of their players from suspension? Uh, no, how, how often? How often do they cave to uh, to, uh, to to demands? Uh, not many. Not, not very. Much. <laughs> not much. Well, <laughs> not much. Here's the here's the uh, the probably the more pertinent question: How often does anyone try? Not very often. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's the reason why we need a players' union. We definitely need that. We need a, that in the Liga MX, like yesterday. And and that accomplishes what, Pern? Accomplishes first rules to be enforced, you know. If just just look at how what happened, you know, the refs got together and they enforced the rule that should have been enforced, and or else that guy that player would have gone away with murder. So, Pern, you know, they, the, the refs have been have been scrutin have been scrutinized for a while. They, this is just yeah. a safe face. Did uh, did you did you see the fouls, Fernando? Did you see the gruesome fouls that the, these guys got, got suspended for a year for? Did you see? It? Yes, I did see them. If it was like, you know, yeah, okay. Let's say, Fernando, let's say Fernando that that, that the rule said <laughs> it was a range from four games to a year, right? You know, based on yeah. the severity, what would you suspend? What would you suspend those guys for? Well, I would suspend them for whatever the rule says. Oh, that, whatever, that's what I'm talking. The rule says from four months to a year. That's the range. Oh, based well, on the severity of 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 of, of the of, of the altercation, how I would much than the both I'll, of them? I will go probably with the minimum of what the rule says. Four months. Yeah, that's. I, I think that that's that that's what the issue is here. Is is it? You want it was a bad rule. You know, maybe the owner said, "Hey, the guys, it's a bad rule," but it's their rule, and the refs just said, "Follow your rule." So, yeah, the, the, this is why they're probably going to start changing some rules, and which, which frankly think, needs to happen. But just think about what was going to happen in the alternative. It was they were just gonna give him a slap on the wrist for three. What is it? What was it like? Did they say ten three games? games? Dude. Ten, ten games. Well, no, one like, guy got six and one guy got eight. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, going from one year to six to eight games. That's or ten six to eight ten games. That's ridiculous. He, he's basically that's a slap of, in the face. He's basically out of the season. The season's already done for him, basically. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, what more does the guy want? Dude? He loses what the is, entire season. What does what does FIFA say? What is is that Waterboy? FIFA says, yeah. <laughs> FIFA, FIFA says, says, handle your own shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, t t to me, just just change, you know. And here's the other thing, you, you know, based on how the rules are today, you know, league says, hey man, we gotta suspend you guys for a year, but we'll give you a, we'll give you a month to appeal, right? And then that way, say, hey, we reduced it. We we looked at it. We reduced it. The refs are happy because they followed the rules, but they understood the whole appeal thing. Because they're going to say, you know, the guy barely tapped me. I, you know, I would have given them, you know, three games or four games, whatever it is. But the rules say we have to give them a year, and that's just the way it is. So yeah. change yeah, change the, the rule. 
Well, okay, the foul was not. Yeah, I I agree. The rule it, it is. Yeah, there's no question uh, that if that if if, if, if yeah. you confront a referee like that, you 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 have to sit some games. But let's let's be reasonable about. I mean, if he goes upright and 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 like grabs his, you know, grabs his face and just brings his knee up and just smashes his head on the guy's knee, then yeah, you know, you give the guy you know give the guy six games for that. But you know, if he just barely comes up and just barely, barely taps Chest the ref, bumps you. yeah, ba- you know, just let's just say that the referee. Got real close to giving himself a yellow for acting. You know, that, that was <laughs> – both of those were very light. No, I'm not disagreeing that the foul was not really, you know, that bad. But just the fact that, the you know, the Federation decided on their own not to follow their own rules. I don't know if you guys see well, the actual – But they do that all the time. And, then, and, and then that's exactly my point. Yeah. That's the reason why we need unions. We need unions to enforce, enforce these – Authorities to enforce, enforce the rules. Well, what, what they need, unfortunately, is they need. Uh, did you ever watch Eight Men Out? I yeah. Don't know what that is. You remember at the end of Eight Men Out when they're like, "Hey, when when the owners realize that you know we can't do we, we can't stab each other in the back like this, basically because we're we're gonna we're all gonna make a pile of money. We need to have our own yeah commissioner. They, 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 they won the courts, but then right. the, the the league itself got them out, took them out. Right. Yeah. Good so, movie, by the way, good. Movie. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, so so that's what Liga Liga Mekins needs a quote unquote independent, uh, which which is they are independent from FMF. Liga Mekins is independent, but they really need to, you know, take it a step further and and just and just be, you know, bringing almost I almost want to say like bringing an outsider to uh, you know be the quote unquote commissioner, and mm-hmm. uh, or 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 bring somebody from a less important team, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so so there, there's definitely ways that they can that they can get around that. So, you know, and this whole and this whole thing, you know, with the refs, I kept hearing just and it just I it made me sick to my stomach. I, I kept hearing and reading about the need for the for unions, the need for the unions, the unions, and they kept bringing up Rafa Marquez's attempt and and and. and and unions, and, and it seems like people at least the, they either just don't know their history, or don't really understand the grasp of of what they're saying when they're saying that they need their unions. Like first of all, and, and I tweeted this out: there's nothing stopping the players from unionizing. Carlos Alberto already fought this battle back in the '70s and won. As a result, he became persona non grata with the federation, but the players can unionize. Nothing is stopping them. You know, so I mean that's point number one. Point number two is that tech, there is within the federation, within the federation, there is a players' association where each player, which which each teams they elect certain, uh, they they basically elect their captains or their, you know, to represent to represent them. So they really have already a union within the federation. Now it's not it's not separate, but. Remember, you know, the Federation, and this is the way that it's always worked, is they keep – it's like it's like Polly from Goodfellas. They police – you know, he's like the police am- amongst the wise guys. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like they keep their they, – they keep the dirty – you know, the laundry inside. And that's the way they've been doing it. And that's how they've been doing it for a long, long time. Right, but don't you think it would be more interesting for them, you know, as far as gender? I mean, look at the NFL. Okay, so the NFL uh, is – they're in their off season, right? Right. And they're in what they call their free agency period. And it, 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 it they're not even playing 
And for, for three days, players moved around back and forth, and it dominated the conversation for three days. It just seems like... Well, I don't necessarily it, think they have to have a union, but I think that they, what they what they should do is give the player. It just it just makes for so much more free publicity for the in, league. And in, in, in many in many ways, in many ways, the the, the league MX and the NFL. There's so there's so many parallels that league MX and, and and the American sports, you know, NBA, NFL, they they share many similarities. Right. Right. But there's one thing that they don't. And this is, and when people say, oh, oh man, the players need to unionize, the players need to unionize, it's like they're, they're so enamored, you know, they're like romanticized with revolution. It's like, oh yeah, let's just hop on, let's just, you know, stick it to the, to the, the, to the, to the powers that be. Let's, let's just, you know, forget the paradigm, you know, and, and, and let's get something new in there. Well, my question is, well, what do you have to offer that's better than what, what we have now? With with well, a union because because hold on let me make my point let me make my point well better better for who for better for us the fan or better for the player for everybody because here, here's here's my point if you if you unionize there's something that that those evil but, but you know, what, why why do you have a stake in whether or not the players unionize because I don't why, think why does it matter to you because I don't think that there's I I, I don't think that the the positives outweigh the negatives you know what I mean. Ronnie, you can be honest with us. Honestly, are you? Be honest. Are you? Are, no. you, par- are you part of the Pacto de Caballeros? <laughs> no, no, but but I believe, and I don't even call it a necessary evil. I call it a necessity. Because believe it or not, as much as people hate the owners and they hate the gentlemen's pact and, and Pacto de Caballeros, you have to admit that they do something that the government doesn't do. <laughs> they fund. They fund the lower divisions, and they fund and they fund the youth development. They actually spend more money. They spend more money than the government in youth development, as opposed to as, a, as opposed to the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB, who rely on public dollars, both in junior high, high school, college, developing players. Who does that? For, who does that for, for League of Mechies? And they. Uh, who, who does that? No one does that. We've t- we've so, talked about you, that, Ronnie. So, we, we we've talked about that. right, right. In Mexico, we don't have Friday night lights. Yeah. So think of how great that would be to have I, uh, state championships would. in soccer. It you know, would. It, oh it my would, god! It would be. Fantastic. It would be great. It would be great. But guess. Uh oh. You know, you have like the little ranchitos, and then you play like the, you know, the finals at the you know, and then you have like like a like a like a nationwide one where you where you play the final at the Azteca. Imagine. Little ten-year-old kids or whatever, or you know, sixteen, seventeen-year-old kids in a high school team playing their final at the Azteca. I mean, it'd be fantastic. I think running exploding, but no, we need unions because of just what happened with the refs. Like it, it, that's a, it's like an extreme case right there that justifies why we need players to unionize because sometimes. You know, the powers that be, the ones that are in charge, the ones that are providing all that good stuff that Ronnie was talking about. Sometimes they like to break the rules themselves or don't follow themselves or bend them. And that's unacceptable for an organization that we expect them to be professional and follow their own rules. The rules, if they're, if they're fair or not, that's a different topic to me. Uh, yeah, I do agree that that was barely a tap, but still the rules are the rules and they should follow them. It was just a tap. It was just a tap. <laughs> no, I, uh, I understand. I understand. I understand both points, and, and and I think both. And the thing is, I think both of you are right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the. 
Yeah. So I, I, I do believe that the players should have a little bit more say in their own futures. I do think that, yeah. And also, I think in regards to the between uh, interactions with reps and players, there should, should be some sort of way where a, a player can not complain because, you know, they you can't if you give too much power to a player, they can abuse it. Well, anybody can abuse too much power if you know if it's yeah. You know, I can I can see already like this refs already has too many strikes against him, and and the players are going to use it against him on the field and get concessions. Yeah. Let me ask you this: How often? How long do you think that it's going to be before those refs see the field again? Which ones? The ones that got headbutted? Yep. I have no idea. I don't even know I what's going to happen to those guys. I think it's going to be a while. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. well, their presence is felt on the field. Thanks to them, the rules were followed. Can we just uh, take a minute? I'm watching. They're they're having a little high, a little uh, Paco Palencia highlight show. Just what what a what a great player he was, and and, and playing for the, the teams that he did, and, sh- and showing up, and you know being a being a star for him. Did a did very well. Let's uh, let, let's move on. So we talked a little at the beginning of the show about uh, the Concacaf Champions League, and uh, Chiquis went up to Frisco yesterday to watch the game between FC Dallas and Pachuca, which was one two one by FC Dallas with. Uh, I think the goal in the in the first half for Pachuca was real early, right? Uh, right, Chiquis? It was real early, and then the FC Dallas uh, tied him up right before halftime, and then got one like real early in the second half. Is that what happened? Yeah, third minute, Pachuca scored uh, pretty quick, and was there. I think they were dominating pretty much the whole game. They had the offensive. The Dallas crosses and passes were really bad, but uh, yeah, they came. They came back and tied it up. And then scored the uh, winning goal off a pretty, pretty awesome uh, free kick. Oh yeah, they. And then at the end, uh, as always, Pachuca started bringing the heat, bringing the intensity. But during the the first very beginning of the game, like I would say, seventy minutes of the game, they were just, you know, trying to cruise, trying to just be fancy and not really intense on anything. Um, expecting to automatically win. And that's what Omar Gonzalez and, uh, and Franco Jara basically said at the end of the game. Omar Gonzalez said it at first and the reporters ran with it. And when uh, Jara came to talk, they uh, they asked him the same thing and he pretty much said, yeah. They, uh, the intensity wasn't there. But, you know, they seemed, their com- they seemed confident for the return leg. I think that's what they're banking on pretty much. As it, as it is with every every year, right? Well, I mean, uh, you know, FC Dallas is, is going in with with the uh, with the advantage, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out uh, plays out for Pachuca. Now, the first game was between Digas and and and, and Whitecaps, and, and it took Digas a while to uh, to to break them. Apparently, they had like eighty. I didn't get to watch the game, but apparently, they had about 80 percent possession, and uh, they're. Uh, their new uh, fichaje flamante, the uh, the Chilean Edu Vargas got the the second goal, and and he's starting to score a little for him. And then they go up to Vancouver up to zero. I think that one is, I would say, as as pretty close to over as it could be. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd agree. It is going back to Vancouver. Yeah. Man, I wish I could. Uh, if I if, if I was still freelancing, I would absolutely go up to that game. That is such a cool town. 
That's why I was hoping Canada would uh, would qualify for the hack so we could go back to Vancouver for for a qualifier. <laughs> it's uh, it is a great town. Yeah, I think they're I think they're done. Dallas might have a chance, but I think they're done. I think Pachuca's going to win. Chucky's going to was just announced he's going to be back for that game. Sorry, guys, uh, my phone died. I had to recharge it. That's okay. That's okay. We went on a on a on a just a passionate, well thought out, just uh, frankly very eloquent uh, uh, eulogy from uh, from Chikistan on why he why he truly truly hates America. It was actually, I'm not going to lie, Chikis, you kind of brought me to tears there a little bit at the end. It was <laughs> it was very nice. It was uh, it was very pretty. Um, the corruption of America. No, but going back to that's that's why you know. Hey, we already talked. We already finished with that yeah. topic. We're talking about something else. Okay, we, we we've moved on, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll uh, we can readdress at the at the end of the show. All right. We'll uh, we'll, we'll put that one in the. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll table that comment and when we'll, uh, we'll we'll see if we can get to it at the at, at the end of the show. Uh, so FC Dallas, you don't think uh, Chickies has the? Uh... No, I, I mean, okay, just. Just being in the press box. Here, here, here's an example of some of the comments. Like any any time uh, Dallas made an errant pass or uh, was about to get countered by Pachuca, you, you would hear the commentary. You would hear the reactions from the from the press, and it was sort of it was sort of funny. Like, oh, you can't do that against this team. Um, and uh, you know, referring to Pachuca when they're uh, about to do a counterattack, and uh, there's just like frustration. Over the the way Dallas was playing in the first half. Interesting. Oh, okay, so they were. Re- well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't see them, especially with altitude, and they because they, they were they were making comments like, oh, 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 Dallas is they're they're just tired. They're they're worn out already with all this running. I'm like, well, how are they going to feel with an eight thousand feet of altitude in Pachuca? They're gonna. They're, it's going to be the same story as, as previous years. They're going to run out of gas. Pachuca's going to score like two or three or four goals. To zero. You think it's going to be that many? Um, I guess it's two, but I'm, I'm just exaggerating on three and four. <laughs> well, one thing uh, uh, that I will say, and I don't know if you got to go to uh, if you got to go uh, hear Oscar's press conference, uh, but I do believe that FC Dallas plays a completely different style than the rest of the league in MLS, and I think that it, it, it helps them. Whether they, I don't, I don't think they're going to win in Pachuca, but it would not surprise me at all if Pachuca really has to earn that win. I don't think it's going to be the cakewalk that you think. I didn't, I didn't think that either uh, until I saw the the first half of this game from last night. I thought that, I thought Dallas would be a lot better, um, but it seemed like the typical. And I, and I wish I understood a little bit more of what uh, what you mean and what Pareja uh, means. Mm. Like they play different because it seemed like the same MLS. Like they would. Uh, it wasn't a full counter, but they were most mostly dangerous when they were countering, and when they were, when they caught Pachuca pushing forward, and they had a good cross. Like the the, the goal that they scored was a good, pretty good cross, um, and Pachuca wasn't ready for it, and then they scored. And the other one was a set piece. So that's right. typical U.S. national team or MLS um, type of scoring opportunities that they get. So, so Pachuca was able to break break their possession down on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, they wouldn't. They, I mean, they had, they did, you know, they did use utilize their speed. They were doing wall passes left and right on those guys. They were. Uh, it was just, it was just beautiful. 
they held they when they wanted to they held possession of the ball um you know back heel passes uh dribbling around you know using their body to shield off the players and it, i mean they were just it was they were schooling it was like it, it was like a scrimmage the way they were trying to play around and that's what i mean as, as when i say the lack of intensity it, <laughs> it was like they were just playing around scrimmaging with this team and uh, and it came back to bite them so that's the thing, though, is that I, I guess I don't understand. Like, why why would you play like that? I mean, why why take that risk? It's an MLS team, man. That has nothing to do with it. It's I mean, it's just it's just it's sort of like. Do you guys remember that um, score that that goal? Loreto uh, Vizcaya scored when he went from like half half field. It was an MX game. Oh yeah, yeah. Against uh, it was against uh, like uh, Chivas, wasn't it? Yeah, is that is that sort of that type of? I mean, that's intensity, but that's it's sort of that type of audacity and and daringness that those players have, where they can just take it, and it might end up where they lose the ball, but sometimes they, you know, they'll score a brilliant uh, play or goal. Yeah, well, I mean, that goal happened to be the goal of the year, so. So, I think that's sort of their style. Um, maybe that's you know why it seemed that they're just you know doing backheel passes, messing around, scrimmage type of style. But maybe that's the way they play. Oof, we have we have some chatter on our uh, on our Facebook page. We actually have quite a few folks watching us tonight, which is uh, something I wasn't uh, oh, was, wasn't expecting or ready for. Wow, that's uh, uh, thanks everyone for 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 listening to us tonight here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. I love the honest surprise. Yeah, I was like, what way? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't expecting that at all. <sighs> Dan, did you get to watch any of these games, or were you uh, are you still in your uh, self deportation of watching soccer? Yeah, haven't watched anything. What's going on, Dan? Are you uh, is, is all the time is is it bringing back all the all the chepo anxiety? No, 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 no anxiety at all. Like I said, I'm I'm uh, perfectly at at uh, at ease right now. Uh, so you're at peace. You've 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 gone through the five stages, and and you're you're at you're you're at acceptance. I am. I am. Right. Uh, you know, like I said, they're going to turn it on around about three about three or four weeks time. They're gonna they're gonna come in hot into the playoffs, and they're they're gonna they're gonna uh, walk away with the championship. Well, let's uh, let's hope that that does happen for you. Uh... For you, Dan, there's uh, obviously some folks that are hoping that that does not happen. Yeah, well, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, but no, no. Like I said, I'm 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 feeling good about my team, despite yeah. the recent uh, lack of results or lack of wins. Well, their upside is tremendous. the uh, The national team released their uh, their roster today, and uh, they're going to be training in Cuernavaca. Have any of y'all ever been to Cuernavaca? Uh, yes, uh, yes, a uh, long time. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, My next, and then the, the the second question everybody asks if someone's been to Cuenavaca, did you go to Las Mañanitas? No, I didn't. You didn't? I don't. Okay. You've heard of it? Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. It's, uh, for those that don't know, Las Mañanitas is, uh, is a very famous, uh, indoor, outdoor restaurant that's, I guess, on the grounds of a very, uh, you know, four or five hundred year old house. It's uh, it's just it's just a gorgeous restaurant. It's got uh, birds walking around, swans and peacocks and stuff, and the food's somewhat decent. It's a uh, it's 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 a really cool little spot. It's uh, definitely uh, you got to be real careful with the peacocks, man. They're um 
if you got food on you, they might start uh, harassing you. Really? You gotta you gotta be careful with that. Oh yeah. I have had actually speaking, the, speaking the, out of experience. The best sopa de aguacate in my life at Las Mañanitas. It was uh it was tremendous. But anyway, so they're gonna be training in uh in Cuernavaca for to, to play in Mexico City. Let 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 that sink in for a second. All right, that was enough. Okay, so Mexico is, is going to treat Azteca like an away game. You think so? They're training in Cuernavaca. They got to get used to the altitude. So uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, Cuernavaca is really known for uh, for you know. Having the it crowd, you know the. Well, they do have the best mayor on the planet. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just you know he he just doesn't want to be in Mexico City. He'd rather be in in the uh, in the uh, nice town of Cuernavaca. Yeah, it's a really it's a really cool little town. It's uh, and it's only what an hour outside of Mexico City. So yeah, I, I've only been there yeah. what, once or twice. It's been a long, long time since I was there though. Yeah. So the uh, so the list came out the the three goalies uh, there was there was there was no surprise there with uh, the three goalies and then the, the, the defenders it was uh, almost a man for man the same guys that they picked for the uh, for their last call up in, in the game in uh, in Columbus and uh, those cats were uh, it was uh, Carlos Salcedo who has not been playing in Fiorentina. Diego Reyes, who's actually on a suspended yellow, so he won't be able to play the first game. Rafa Nestor Araujo, who's having a really good season. Hector Moreno, Osvaldo Alanis, Miguel Layun, uh, and then the forward or the uh, midfielders were uh, Jurgen Dam, Jonathan, uh, Hector Herrera, who is not 100%, Andres Guardado, Jesus Molina, Jesus Molina, Jesus Gallardo from Pumas, Luis Reyes from uh, Atlas or Orbelin Pineda. And Jesus Dueñas were the are the midfielders, and then uh, Vela Montes, Jimenez, uh, Oribe, uh, Chicharito, and Patrulla seventy seven, Elias Hernandez, who frankly deserves uh, a call up, and then that, and that was the list. So no Chucky, no Tecatito, no Giovanni. That is uh, three very quality offensive players that are. Uh, Frankly, the the level drops off significantly after after those three guys, and so so now they've they've put they're going to plug in Luis Montes or Elias Hernandez in, in, in those spots. Interested in Titan and El Titan, his call up, and uh, wonder if his sister and uh, parents are rustled that <laughs> he's getting the uh, call up. Why would they be rustled? Do they not want him to play for Mexico? Well, they, you know, I think they're having a little bit of a family spat, last I heard. In regard to what? Did you see that? Did you hear his uh, his interview where he uh, claimed that there were some financial issues with his sister and that he sort of wanted to separate himself from them and his mom, I guess. And then his dad came to like defend his sister and mom, and it was uh, 
little bit of stuff going on there. Now, Sergio Cruz, our good friend Sergio Cruz, has been to Cuernavaca. He says that he loves Cuernavaca. Yeah, we. Uh, mecanista go pay homage to uh, Cotemo Blanco over there. Well, wouldn't you, Fernando? <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good player. I admire, uh, you know, what he did for La Selección. We I have just... uh, our, our announcer for Longhorn Spanish Radio, this guy, Jesus Mendoza. Jesus, if you're listening, thank you very much for, for your patronage. Um, every time we had the Texas Longhorns had terrible special teams, and like, the worst thing they could do on kickoffs was to actually kick it to a guy where he could where he could where he could return it out and you know get a lot of yards. So every time they kicked it out of the end zone and it was a touchback, he would do the Cuatimina in, in in the broadcast booth because he was so happy that they had to you know brace himself for a possible touchdown because the Longhorns they're just so they're just terrible at covering kicks. It was uh, it was pretty. And he did it every time, and, and then we started talking about it on the radio, and there that and sure enough, Jesus does the Cuatimina. That means it's a touchback. You got a collar. From uh, Califas. From Califas. Who's on the line from Califas? What's up, guys? What's up, man? First What's time up? I actually listened to to a decent stretch of the show. Oh, do you not get to listen to do all the other stretches you listen to just terribly indecent? Terribly indecent, especially when Chon Chon is on. Uh, on the air. <laughs> wow. Who do, who's the, who do we have the pleasure of listening so to? I just here? want to say hi and bye. And Sergio, you fucking said, Blake. This sounds like Sergio, man. <laughs> identify, identify yourself, Colin. Sergio, Sergio, what's going on, man? Present the anus. <laughs> I'm going to get back to the baby, guys. All Keep right. on rocking, guys. All right. Hey, All right, man. Thanks for calling, Sergio. <laughs> man, that, that may have been the best call we've ever had. That wasn't Sergio, man. That wasn't Sergio. That wasn't Sergio? Who was that? Sergio sucks. It was someone else. Oh. <laughs> someone oh. that's on to me. <laughs> it might be. Well, I don't know. I, I think I know who you're tied about, but I can't remember. It's been a all right. Like, so, so uh, the, all right, the, the, with 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 this group of guys, I mean, what what is he going to do? Uh, also, is he going to? He called up twenty five guys. So, a lot of guys have yellows. What what is, what is his strategy? The, the, does he try and take it to Costa Rica? I mean, what is he going to do? I just like, does anyone have any idea what this guy is going to do? He's just gonna get the points, man. He's been breaking records. He's been getting the results, so I think he's just doing what he's chucking along to just to get the same results. Yeah. So if Mexico wins this game, uh, how how is it gonna happen? I mean, what what are they gonna do? Because I mean, they have they have so when when the Azteca is they're just they're just so disadvantaged playing there. It's just it's a uh, well, I think Costa Rica is, is going to play an honorable game and actually go two to two for some time, uh, which I think why uh, you know Osorio is like you know you know in Manchester's pre- preparations you know he's I don't think they're I don't think Costa Rica is going to go out there to bunker. 
they they will have some honor and actually play and and take it to us. So uh, it's gonna be a fun game. I think it's gonna be a back to back for some time at the beginning, and he got the players for that. You think so? Huh? Absolutely. Dan, are you uh, are you are you bullish on uh, on on Mexico, or are you uh, trepidatious? Oh, I think he. Oh. Uh, Dan must have stepped off. Yeah, I didn't mean to insult you, Dan. Hopefully, you'll call back. Chickies, what's going to happen, man? Are you uh, is, is is are you like Hoeta? You think that, that Mexico is going to get out? They're going to get off the Schneid and get the get the win without any problem, or, or are they going to face some adversity? I think it might be tough. Might be tough, but I think they can pull it off. Um, if not, get a tie. I would bet. I would. I would say the win, but it's going to be a tough one. Well, it's definitely going to be tough, and uh, you know, I, you know, the thing that worries me is that if, if if they need offense, I just I just don't know where they're going to get it because you know the guys they have are you know they're okay, but they're not you know to, to me they're not really difference makers. <laughs> Ronnie, did you have did you have a did you have a funny thought? No, just the, the collar. Just that was funny. Oh, it. Uh, and so you know who that was? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Wow. We, so we have a suspect on the chat. Uh, Sergio has a um, suspect somebody, but we're not sure. Oh, that's uh, who's that? Who's that? what? That guy he's suspected. I never heard of him before. From big soccer, I think. Guado. Oh, uh, it could be. It could be. Yeah, I've seen him on Big Soccer. So, Chiki's, uh I mean, Costa Rica hasn't impressed, have they? I mean, they've... well, they're 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 leading the uh, hexagonal right now. They have two wins. Who, who are the two wins against? Did they didn't play the U.S. Have they? They beat the U.S. and they beat. Oh. Uh, I, I want to say it was Honduras. They beat the U.S. like four zero. Yeah. Oh yeah. After R two, after R. You don't remember Holy's uh, picture of uh, <laughs> after the four nothing ass whooping. No, I don't. You don't remember that? No. <laughs> they want the extreme post. Este Costa Rica te da de comer. No, no, no. It was a different. Do you still want to show me your cucumber? And there was a there was a funny meme that I remember after that game. Uh, with Clint, with it's like, oh, I came here. We came here for nothing, you know. Obviously, the for nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so so they got that going for them, and uh, I mean, really, if if they win this game, I mean, they they, they could go. Ahead. I mean, they could they could start making plans for 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 qualifying. Yeah. So, I you know it's uh. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what's going to happen as far as the games. It's. Uh... They need to. I don't. I don't know, man. I've. I've. I've sort of lost interest in the national team and uh, uh, diving more into the league. Man, Chiapas has uh, has really uh, has, has has really inflamed your passions. No, you know, what, 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 John. It, adding to what 
you know, Beto said about, you know, how uh, you've kind of lost a little bit of interest in the national team. It's not that I've lost interest. It's just that I've lost faith in them. Um, they've been you know, winning they, so much that so you lost interest. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. I, the You know, especially – and then when you hear – what's his name? Uh, you know, reading the, the articles, you know, Osorio that he – you know, that uh, he gave the interview, he gave to Marca that, you know, it's like, you know, Mexicans don't – you know, they don't really have a right to – to uh, well, what, did, how, what was the proper? What was the right word? He said that they don't have. They don't have the, know, right, the right to dream for a title because they suck. I yeah, I mean, it's like you know, if it's Argentina, I'm if paraphrasing. It's, yeah, if it's Argentina or Brazil, yes, they they're they're entitled to to demand titles, but Mexicans, you know, they're not entitled to demand titles. You know, and it's like, really, that's that that's the guy that you want at the, you know. Uh, Are you sure that's the con- right context? It is. It was. <laughs> And 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 I and I will believe this till my dying day. What what La Puente said: if when you take on the role of the national team, you have to believe with all your might that you can beat anybody. There's a difference, though. Like if you demand a title, like you're, you're you know, now. You I I agree 100 percent with El, El Manolo La Puente regarding that. As the coach, you have to convey that. You have to. You have to convey those thoughts, and you have to, you know, believe and have your and make your players believe that you can play do up do with anybody, and that you can win. I thought that this was already uh, confirmed. That it was taken out of context. Well, knowing knowing what's his name, uh, Osorio, how he tends to blabber on. Yeah, I, maybe so. He does like to hear himself talk. There's no question. Yeah, he's a little, he's a bit uh, verbose with the guy. Cheekies, did uh, did Oscar do the English Spanish thing on 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 the on on the questions? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, it depends on the interviewer. I think that's a really cool uh, part of, of 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 who he is as a, as a coach and a professional that he can do that. Now, uh, just to, just to give you guys a quick um, on the chat, Adriano Rodonias, you know, he totally disagrees with Ronnie and. That where which I have also seen myself, where he says Alsorio says he states that there's no reason the three cannot win the World Cup. So th- this is why I'm saying this is out of context. Uh, Ronnie's out of line, trying to spread some record hey, garbage. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Wait, may I interject? It doesn't. It doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong in this because. At the end of the day, Mexico go to a World Cup, and they might make the quarterfinals, and that'll be that. I'm sorry, man, but Mexico can win it. Oh, there's no question they can't. But whether it actually happens is uh, is going to be is a different story. With Hugo Sanchez and the mentality he brought, they could have had a chance, man. Sorry, but his mentality was just terrible. He was just making excuses about I, I, I've never, never seen so many players with killer instincts when when Mexico played when 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 Hugo was coach there toward the end just savage savage beasts. Savage. Well, yeah, I don't know what you what you were watching, but there, we watched a, an Olympic team succumb to getting eliminated by Haiti. So I don't know those killer instincts. Just five zero just wasn't enough, right? Five one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so no, no, no. He, he just made too many excuses to justify his failures. He didn't win anything with Mexico as an as a national team coach. 
uh, he was a total failure. He took the national team further in recent years in the, in the Copa America than Osorio. And, and well. Piojo and Chepo's understudy and even uh, even Ricardo Labor. Well, you know. Muy triste, no? The Boda Roja Roja is more embarrassing than anything. In fact, fact, La Boda Roja was the most embarrassed I'd been since the Germany 6-0 just unbelievable ass-whipping they took in 1978. Well, you know, stuff happens, you know. And, and like, it's his, I believe that's still his only loss, Osorio. So he's going the right path. He's getting the results. So... This other thing that you guys brought, well, that Ronnie brought up about how many you can win the World Cup, it's just more hearsay just to keep uh, punching somebody that's on the way up, you know, trying to bring somebody down. The guy is make, getting the breaking the records and making the numbers. So I, I don't see how. Well, there's that, kind of analytical. Yeah, you know, Kevin on our chat is right. It was, it was Almeida that said that, uh, that he was one that was kissing up to the. As Joel had pointed out, was was kissing. Yeah, of course, Mexico can win the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not the first time. Like I said, I've seen other interviews, and that's just not the only one. I've seen other interviews where where Almeida, I mean Almeida, <laughs> Osorio is pretty bullish. So it, he is a positive guy. He 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 is a he is a a card carrying sunshine pumper. You know, I kind well, of he, understand what, what you guys are going for. He didn't take the job for nothing, right? Right. I kind of understand what, what you guys are, are going through, uh, Albert and, uh, and Ronnie, as far as like the interest level of, uh, of, the, of the national team. I, I, I kind of sort of feel the same way. I mean, obviously, I want to see him, you know, I'll, I'll try and watch the game. I want to see him do well, et cetera. But uh, it's just kind of gahismo. That's all it is. Just like I agree. Yeah. I agree, Pern. I no, absolutely league. agree. The I, it's, it, he just wants to see the Colombian fail. I don't want to see anybody. He already, fa- he already fucking failed. The fuck are you talking about? Look at this. Ooh. <laughs> seven, seven one. Dude. Settle down. Seven one. Dude, it wasn't it, even one. It was it was a straight up seven zero. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Hey, I, get I get your story straight, one, Ronnie. I thought they were going to get. Ronnie, one make sure your phone is charged, okay? No, no. Uh, uh, Jimenez hit the right. post. Jimenez hit the post in the 88th minute. So yeah, it, uh, <laughs> they weren't able to get the goal, Leonor. You know, it's uh, to me, it's it, it, it's he still is under an unbelievable amount of pressure, and he still has to win. If he doesn't win against Costa Rica, then then he's he's going to have to get points, have to, and then Trinidad. And if that, and yeah, so he's he has he has a lot of pressure. He has a, and you know, as far as the players go, um, you know, it, the ones that that are probably going to play. Some of them haven't really been in, haven't really been playing all that well. You know, they're not really in a, in, a, in, a, in a good spot while they're playing. Does that ever, does that ever enter enter effect? And how, does it have? Does their bad level of play with their club affect their national team play, or, or is or is it unrelated? Well, no, you know, there's those 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 strange players where. They don't do good in club, but they do fantastic in the in the national team. So it can be vice versa. It can the, be a toss-up. 
Uh, a, a guy in the chat, Adriano Rones, said uh, seven zero in a torneo molero. You mean? It was Copa a America. Yeah, straight it up. Was, it was not a it was not a molero tor- uh, cup. A lot of them did think of it as um, not every not all, not all of South not Argentina up with that. Um, not Chile, not, not Uruguay. Actually, that's not true. They didn't take all their best players. Actually, Uruguay, Argentina, and Chile did. They, they not everybody did, though. My point Brazil, is, not everybody no, did. So, so, so it, the this, 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 this Copa Centenera wasn't looked upon as a regular one because it took but, place in the United but States. But, but the problem was, is that they had they, they were the home team. They were, and they this this, this goes back to this this goes back to. I'm to, just saying the Moleto moniker isn't totally misplaced. But oh no, it, it is because this look. Aside from that, this was this was uh, uh, this, they could have improved the rankings. For starters, you know, but this was not a Moleto, and this was this was the ideal opportunity for Mexico to basically win Copa America. And Moleto, you bring your B squad. This was their full Mexico A squad starters. On, on. Well, yeah, I'm not saying for Mexico. I'm saying for some of the South American teams, it was a bit of a Moleto to them. Okay, they didn't so, show up with their absolute best squad that you would see in, in a normal Copa America. Did Argentina bring their best? Oh, I don't know, dude. I'm just saying that I know for uh, a fact that not everybody did. The only ones, different. the only really, really Dan, the only ones that didn't bring, you know, as close, you know, like a, at least a 95% squad was was Brazil, and it was only because they wanted to. Uh, to win what the about Olympics? to win the Olympics in, in, in Brazil? But Suarez was suspended, and he did play because I, I was, I was, I, I was, I yes, yes. it was, it was a last bit of his suspension from the World Cup. Yeah, and well, uh, he was injured. Oh, that's right. He was injured because I because I did the game. Uh, I did the Uruguay Venezuela game in Philly, and the whole first twenty minutes was: Is he? Will he? Won't he? I mean, we had, we had shots of him, and then they ended up losing that game. And I think he came on in the second half. But <laughs> uh, but no, but but he was But they they, they it, it was a full. Now the tournament, like the actual tournament itself, may have been a little on the mole side, but the uh, <laughs> but 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 the teams. Uh, see, I thought it was going to be a lot more offensive, and I thought that the teams were going to be as serious about it. But I thought that, you know, obviously toward the end they got really serious about it. You, you know, John, just just last week or this week? No, I'm sorry, last week I read an article. Uh, the Concacaf uh, president, uh, the Canadian guy, the name escapes me. Um, uh, he said that the meetings that he has had with with Comebol are beyond preliminary in terms of getting doing another Copa Copa America a combined Copa America that it's basically already advanced talks. Oh yeah, it's going to happen. There's going to be another so, one. So so I, I so to say that that the, the one it was a Molero basically is is wrong. I don't think it's wrong just because uh, because people want to make money that legitimizes it. I don't think so. I think Based on the opinions of a lot of people from South America, think it's absolute bullshit that their tournament's being held here. That's plain and simple. No matter, it's not a, th- a knock against anybody else. It's just that it's their tournament and it should be in South America in a lot of people's eyes. And not only after hey, one uh, year after hosting. Well, hold, after on, ho- hold on, Dan. Dan, how is it uh, complaining that the things are held in the United States? How is it that the FBI was able to basically nail all the Comebol? Uh, or most of the Comebol officials. 
What, diff- what, 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 what does that have anything to do with what it I'm saying? It has to do that they're, that they they're, that they were doing business in the United States. So meaning, go- and this was part of. Okay, it. I'm not disputing the money making part of it. Yes, it there's lots huge. of money to be made here, but that doesn't make it a legitimate, more legitimate because there's money involved. It's mostly legitimate because of the the, the history that 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 the tournament has. No, I'm saying and, that the, the money, fan base, the money involved into this. Well, it, 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 we're not talking. It, we're not talking that it was. Uh, I'm not talking money, Ronnie. Well, that's you not what makes it a moleto. Because even well, you, the moletos make money. That's what that, that's, that's. That's why we call that's it the part of, exactly because they're they're for money. They're made it's just for the money. No, made. no, no. We're talking about bringing in scrub teams to make money. We weren't bringing. They weren't bringing in. That's scrub not true. Team. That's not why. We, well, whether you bring in a scrub team or whether you bring in the full team, it's still a moleto. Just like uh, like the friendlies in uh, the United States, right? Yeah. So, so does that absolve? Does, 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 does that absolve? No, it does. Does that absolve the seven nothing? Of course not. No, 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 not at all. No, that's exactly why. Because I knew I knew your your little butthurt persona was gonna was gonna go in that direction. I'm not absolving anybody of that seven zero. You're saying oh, I'm not. It was it was from the very beginning. If you hear anybody that covers that, if you could know anybody that covers that region, they felt somewhat insulted that it was being held here, and it's the and it's for the, viewed so clearly for the, for the it's viewed clearly as only a money making scheme. So That's all you, it was. So are they upset because because the centennial was just hosted in the United States as opposed to Argentina, Uruguay? As opposed to anywhere else, but here. Why? Well, I mean, is it the same? Is it the same feelings? Because uh, back in '96, when the Olympics should have been held in, in Athens instead of Atlanta because of the money. I mean, what's the same thing, right? What's your point? The, what's sa- your the, point? the same point is that the amount of money, <laughs> the amount of money that that was for this tournament, is to legitimize it. The, the money's not worth it. The money is the money is there because there's people like us that are going to go watch it. But it doesn't make it more special. It, it cheapens it, actually. Okay, it so, if it's a Molero, it. so if it's a Molero, then the 7-0 is even Just, a worse result. It could have been 14-0 because Chile wasn't taking it seriously. No, no. Man, that whole second half, the whole, they weren't taking seriously anything seriously that second half. They were still scoring. It's they were scoring that, by accident. <laughs> yeah, no one's saying that, dude. No one's even remotely the saying that. The money does not legitimize the tournament because in that case... Because to know, Mexico, this was not a Molero. To Mexico, it was like their home tournament to win. I'm agreeing, I'm in 100% agreement that this was a, a blown, ridiculously blown opportunity for Mexico. But let's not call something and, and make it seem more than it is. It was an important tournament that they that they completely failed. Yeah, and that's one of my reasons why I had lost all faith in, 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 in Mexico. The one... Yeah, the one... exactly. That's, so, that's, that's, the word, that's what initially started this whole point. We're saying that you're uninterested in the team because you're completely off board because of what they're doing because of who's running the team basically you're a fair weather and you fan. said no you're just a fair weather you're fan. turned off by him so you're you're, you're like half interested yeah because i have i have zero faith in this guy he just uh he just doesn't do it for and, you and, 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 and what and what and what pisses me off even more that other good coaches have been fired for less Better coaches. T- better coaches have been fired for less. That the makes best. no sense either. So it because does. so because they they so they made so because they made stupid rash decisions before they should just continue to do the same stupid thing forever and ever. No, because because if there, if there was a point. It just bothers you that the one time they decide to be uh, uh to, to to just stay the course, 
it's like it's with it's it's with someone that's not your horse. That's what's really up. That's that's just like the the the, the thorn in your side right now. Es que no es tu gallo, Ronnie. No es tu gallo, güey. <laughs> if, if it was if it was Piojo, like after he like he throat punched the guy and and like and and if he had some catastrophic loss, you'd be totally fine. Yeah, after, I actually agree with this. On, after you're just seven, upset that this guy, this foreigner, Danny. this foreigner is the one who's giving who's being given the the the, the second chance, the chance for redemption. Forget that he's foreigner. He doesn't have the credentials. He doesn't have. To, and I've said this many times. He shouldn't be the fucking head coach, but he is. Oh, well. Well, what about but his he, record? Isn't that enough credentials by now? What? 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 He's been breaking pa- records. Pounding, pound. What? He only he, lost be, one beating game. Beating El Salvador, beating Honduras. Come on. Beating Uruguay. You smoke know. It's smoke and mirrors. He smoked and mirrors the Federation. They're, they're, <laughs> on board. they're fully on board with him. His red pen, his blue pen showed the knowledge that he has and his way of speaking. How do you, how can you say that they're all that, on board? That, that was part he's, of what. He's hanging on by his string. Yeah, dude. I, the, the not, minute he, he loses, he's, he's, he's hanging on he's by a string, guys. Yeah. Come on, like you're well, never being completely really, classic. Completely. You really think he, he won two in a row, so now he's back. He, he was hanging on a string. No, two in a he, row. Got, he got himself some breathing room with that win against the U.S. in the U.S. He got himself some breathing room. That was that was like the it, it, like he was literally on life support. Now he's only in critical condition. Yeah, exactly. He's he, he's not sitting pretty. He's not sitting comfortably. I don't know. You guys are totally wrong on that aspect like he he's be, he's being given some some time to work things out but by no means is he safe there's still a ton of pressure in, in these two matches this guy is definitely taking this game seriously that's why he's taking so mexico if mexico goes three out in confederations cup are you willing to throw the towel damn yes it take, really yes yes one year before the world cup one year before the world cup yeah, because by that it depends. It depends on what happens. Oh Jesus! What's oh 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 like weeks before it started. Oh my God! Come on, <laughs> he got it like weeks before he Imagine had to that, play that crucial World Cup qualifier. In, it's it's lining know. up just in time right now, Ronnie. If your boy, your boy's gonna come back. You know, if 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 the, if the failure, Piojo three and out, Piojo will be ready to swoop in a year. I really don't want Piojo back. The you press want, won't let the press won't let him work again. <laughs> the, the press the press won't let him work. I Tell know you have someone because then he's gonna be campaigning for the Partido Verde. <laughs> okay, Piojo oh. Piojo sin on, uh, Piojo, as an Piojo basis. sin was to Piojo sin was to uh, to punch a woman. No, that he backed uh, that, he, that he backed a political party, a party that most of the press people don't. Uh, what, but that, per, but that per, wasn't per, what the problem. The problem was that he's in Mexico. It's illegal to do that. What he did was illegal. That's what the problem was. He should have gone to jail. He was, should have gone to jail. I mean, he was. He was. He had a. You know, he was. He had to go, like, go to a tribunal. I, I like Piojo. I like his style of play. I like his his passion and his and his you know the, how he takes the game. But you know, let's let's be honest here. Right now, Osorio has better numbers than Piojo. Except you know he hasn't won a a tournament yet. Other since you know the only he only uh, were you had were you a fan of Osorio when he was in MLS? Uh, Pern? No, I didn't even know who he was. Oh, right, good. <laughs> but you know what? I'm a fan of him now because of the results he's been pulling in. Like I said, he's been breaking records. He's been bringing in fantastic. He only has one loss. Okay, so Fernando, uh, just as as devil's advocate, say uh, 
they lose to Costa Rica and tie Trinidad, so they get one point out of these two games. What do you do? What do you do, Dan? If they, if he screws the pooch, you ask for all the money back that you paid that that piece of shit <laughs> and fucking sent him on the first fucking flight on a, 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 to fucking Bogota and say, "Don't ever fucking come back to Mexico." That's what I. What, what was the question? <laughs> if uh, if you only got one point out of these two games, would you? Uh, what would you do with him? I personally would not fire him for that. You wouldn't. No, no, because it's of the, 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 oh no, because they they would still be in in, in, in they still be well positioned to to qualify. Ultimately, that's why. And let me let me clarify something. When I said I'm not really interested in the national team, it's more so that the Liga. The Liga MX has really got me interested and really. Shout out to you. <laughs> no, I'm just like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to see the national team and then miss out on a week of Liga MX, you know. So, he's my time. <laughs> looks like it looks like your boy uh, Ronnie Adrian Ordonez is a, is a big, uh, big Osorio fan on the chat, saying that. Uh, it's ridiculous that one result is like is is being used to beat the dead horse. that people don't like Osorio because they don't uh, they get him. They don't get him. So. They don't get him. Don't get him. Don't come on. Like and, and let's be honest here, Ronnie. You didn't like him even before he was the coach when he was being rumored. I, to well, you guys know why. I, I mean, it's it's. When I told it, you. I told you one from the very beginning. From the very beginning, he had to do two things, and he failed. On both or one? Because the only America, last one. America, Copa America was the, was the, was the, the, the uh, was going to be the deciding factor whether I gave him a shot or not. And what was the other one? You said two. The other the other one the the other one was uh um, the United States right? The United States and Columbus. No no hey, no which, it was it wasn't. Yeah, that oh one. yes it was yes it was. You want us to hey, check the did. tape? It, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Columbus. It was what do you call it? Was, it, the, um, it was Columbus, dude. It was. It was Columbus. No, it was something. Yes, else. it was. Columbus, we did Columbus. It wouldn't yes. have been Columbus. It would have been no. I said the test. The test would have been the test would have been Copa America. No, 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 no. no. Yes. You just because said it right now. Place. You said two. There was two things. You and said then two you things. Your yeah. No, I, I, I think. And then after, and then after the they wanted things, Columbus, you pushed it. You pushed it down for a little. No, harder. I think the, the two things were saying that we had to beat. We had to beat Honduras. Uh, beat Honduras. I said that, that would start to you know. Give me Wait, some you, comments. Did you just check Wikipedia right now to see if I wouldn't have said Columbus because I, I knew I know that Copa America was going to be played first and then the World Cup qualifiers. But that was your thing, though. You said, but that, I said that, I told I, I, that that was to me was going to be post Copa America. You said he has to win in Columbus for, for me to. No, after Copa America, dude. Like, after Copa, yeah, after you, Copa you, America. you said that. You said that. Now, let me ask you this, Ronnie. Now, when you hear Osorio speak at a press conference, I know how much you're. You're 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 a fan of the spoken word. <laughs> when when he's done, I mean, is it? You use your tongue prettier than a twenty dollar whore. I mean, did, <laughs> did, did, oh, okay. do you do, do 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 you feel that he that he has that he has the eloquence of a well, when he speaks, or do you think he's just he's a fucking snake oil? Uh, what is it? A, a snake oil? Uh, snake? A snake oil salesman? <laughs> yeah, he's a snake oil salesman. That's what I get the impression of. So you think it's all an act? You think you think he's just throwing, you know, he's just throwing I, a bunch of numbers just to get people to 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 not pay attention to the fact that he's just. I remember a good coach. him. I remember him. I remember him from from MLS. 
Nothing spectacular, okay? I remember him from Liga and Mackey's. Nothing spectacular. So when they came, and I said this, and I said this before, when then and then when he got onto the national team, they were making him out to be this 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 like this, this studious like yeah. brainiac tactician, and I'm like, what are we <laughs> Do you talking about? The, this? Uh... The Warner Brothers cartoon where the coyote walks against the, the the card is like Will E Coyote super genius. Is that, I don't you remember, remember that, that one. Yeah, that, so you that, wouldn't descri- you wouldn't describe him as studious or analytical at all. I wouldn't consider him. I'm not saying it's effective. I'm not. I'm not discussing its its effectiveness. I'm. I'm saying maybe you it's describe I, him I like that. I wouldn't consider him a master tactician or strategist. I wouldn't. That wasn't my question, but okay. <laughs> I, I believe he uh, he overthinks it. I think that that's his biggest problem. I yeah, if anything, too, he overanalyzes. He's too analytical. But yeah. like, like Ronnie says, though, he could be he could just be uh, selling snake oil. I could sell the Ben Franklin Bridge tonight, guys, if you want. What do you mean by that? You know, I, I need, wait a second. Wait a second. I need a Ben Franklin Bridge. Can you get your hands on one? <laughs> Yeah, but I think Ronnie I, answered the answer. You want the you want the what women bridge or the Ben Franklin? Bridge? Well, I want. The, can I get the side that where you get the money? Because I don't want the Jersey side because because you you don't pay to get out of Jersey. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, that's the other way around. You pay you don't pay to get into Jersey. We have to pay to get out. I, I want. I, know, the, I, want I never the understood that. Side. I never understood that. Well, dude, you know? think about it. Think yeah. about it. <laughs> is that how it is in San Francisco too? I'm trying to think about the the, the, Bay, bridge. the Bay Bridge. I thought that was a two-way, a two-way toll. Yeah, is it okay? Maybe some, maybe some of our 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 our, I know our chatters them, yeah. can can let us know. But but the Lincoln Tunnel is the same way. You have to pay to get in New York, but you don't have to pay to go back to Jersey. Yeah, go right ahead. See y'all later. Please leave. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for stopping <laughs> by. But uh, I, I honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of oh you you know how things are going to play out. I just I, the intangibles just don't favor Mexico in this game, in, in my opinion. One, there's not, it's not going to be a sellout crowd. So there's going to be like sixty thousand people in the Azteca, and they put that ridiculous white ring around it in, the, in their quote unquote renovation for the NFL. It, just, it makes it looks it makes the stadium look awful. There used to be a wall of people. Now it's just you know there's a huge restaurant right in the middle of the uh, of, of in the in the middle of the field. So it's going to be at night. On a friend, it's on a Friday night too. Friday night's not a good night. If, if it was on a Saturday night, it would be so much better. But to put it on a Friday night, and it's going to be, yes. So, and, and who knows how the how the team's going to play? I mean, seriously, can you imagine if, if he starts Jonathan dos Santos, a player who has never played a game in Mexico City, ever. Make Jonathan dos Santos. Oh yeah, you're right. It's going to be an ugly game. Yeah, and, and and my worry for this game is, is the fact that, that that his if he needs instant offense on the bench, he's going to go turn to Elias Hernandez and Luis uh, and and uh, the little guy Luis Montes. Not there's anything wrong with those guys, but you know they're they're this close to you know they're on their last. I'm thinking they might switch to puffs. maybe something different to like maybe like a four four two and just start crossing everything in, into to, the box to Raul two strikers. Chaito. Yeah. Because there's nothing there that that I think uh, will make it. You know, that's actually not a bad strategy because then then they can let, like, Orbelin in the middle, and he can do stuff in the middle and then find find those two guys. So that actually – and let uh, one of the other guys just do all the dirty work. 
because I, I like having Dam coming in, maybe coming in late, but still he's got his one move, and that's just about it. I don't yeah, exactly. There's you a, know what? All he has to do is win it. All he has to do is win one time with that move. That's true. Yeah, and they may not be familiar with that one move. Well, not only that, but the thing that gets me is that, that dude would just will not stop running really freaking fast. I mean he he can maintain that 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 speed for for that is that is his most uh, dangerous quality. Is that he can run really fast for like sixty meters? The skinny marathon runner. Yeah, and it's totally unexpected. And he's a great crosser of the ball. There's no question of that. Could you imagine how great Gringo Castro would have been if he could actually like put one on someone's head? <laughs> Ronnie, you watched America all those years. I mean, didn't that just drive you crazy? He couldn't get the ball up like more than three feet. It seemed like. Ugh. Or when he did get it up, it would it would go like you know you know fifty yards past the past the box over the other side. But you know what though, he he did a Michael Jackson celebration. Dude. He did. So he, he vindicated himself. So I think he gets a pass. I mean, he'll he'll forever have a a place in my heart. And th- and that was the yeah it was. Uh, I think that was the the last goal of the game. I think that game, the two thousand nine game, was. I mean, that was like oh my God, the future is here. I thought that that was just the. That that was like the beginning of this just just unbelievable offensive run and uh, <laughs> just didn't happen. It's unfortunate. Which which part are we talking about? When they beat the U.S. five uh, zero in the in the in the the oh yeah the Monero Gold at, Cup. I was it, at that game. I was yeah. at that game. Yeah, I mean, just it, it wasn't necessarily the fact that they was it, that they, but it was like nineteen year old kids just playing unbelievably great soccer together. And uh, I mean, how I mean, how could you not get excited? I mean, they were already professional. How could you not get excited about that? It was just, I mean, they 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 they're, com- I mean, it was just Vela coming on and playing a half, right? And he just they just destroyed the U.S. Yeah, both, both Gio and Vela. Um, yeah, that was that was fun. That was now fun. Th- that is the one positive. Vela is on the list, so yeah, you know, you're right, and uh, the, he has to, he has to, he has to start. He has to play. I mean, there's just. And he has, he to, has play to have both a big games. game. Yes, yeah, they play both games. Yeah. Otherwise, I think we're going to be dependent upon um, set pieces to to get goals, which isn't a bad thing. But uh, I'm thinking that's I'm thinking we're going to get goals in that fashion. If we do score, I think they're going to come off set pieces or or corners, that kind of thing. I, I have trouble. I, I have trouble seeing this team de- um, generating offense on their own. Well, they do have. Uh... You know, I don't think Hector Herrera is going to play. I just don't say – honestly, why would you – I mean, he hasn't played the month, and he – you know, he had a lot of stitches in his foot. So uh, I would like to see Orbelin play. I think Orbelin is a terrific midfielder, and he has – he is, is one of the reasons why Chivas is as good as they are. Where would you put him in a 4-3-3? I wouldn't. I would go I, – I would do a 4-4-2 and pair him up with uh, just a – uh, you know, a killer, a killer defensive midfielder, and let him just roam the middle and let him just do his thing. Would you use Chivas as your base? You know, I wouldn't necessarily use them as my base, but I would have sure as hell used them uh, as 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 the, uh, the the second leg. If, if if you need guys to combine in the in the second half, absolutely, I would have. But maybe that's why he brought the uh, Montes and uh, and Elias for the same reason. You know, you know, guys that, that know each other that can, you know, if needed, can 
you know, do a little. But the thing is, and is, is that I think that in, in a game like this, when you've lost the, the, the players that you've lost, you've got to get the guys that have the individual skill. And I don't think either of those two have that. Although Luis Montes has an unbelievable shot, and there's no question about that. He could be like our Mexico's new uh, uh, Michael Galindo. Just just put him on the field because you know he's got a wicked shot. <laughs> yeah, I would I would be okay with uh, you know Chivas bringing in some players from Chivas, but also I I think it will benefit a lot if they for the Confed Cup or uh, how do you say or for the Gold Cup, you know, one because you know we're gonna have to have alternative teams. Ronnie, would you have uh, would you have made Chivas the base for this game? No, I would bring like Almeida as a as a as a coach, you know, to uh, to assist as, you know, as one a of special the coach, a special one, a special one time appearance. Yeah, by, by Matias Almeida to coach the the Nash kids. So the game is so important that I thought you might need a hand coach. <laughs> do do well, whatever I can. I'm talking more about the summer, you know, because in the summer Mexico has to play several tournaments. They're gonna have to bring an alternative team. So, well, I, well, I, I is gonna be busy uh, playing the Conca Champions, aren't they? In the in, in the summer, so he's gonna. No, I'm talking about June you know, during the Gold Cup, you know, and then there's going to be the Confed Cups and then the World Cup qualifiers. So, you know, it's and I think the the champ the Concacaf Champions League in ends in May, I think. Right. So. No, no, no. The well, yeah, it, it, it ends, but I'm talking about for next season. But uh, but Dan, to answer your question, uh, yeah, I would I would definitely go that way just because if you've said it as far as just knocking crosses in. Put guys on the wings that can that can knock crosses in, and uh, to Chicharito and Jimenez, and let Orbelin create something in the middle. And, and remember, Raúl is a pretty decent creator himself, so that is what I would do. I would not do a four-three-three. I think a four-four-two would be would be better because I think that they need to have two uh, point guys in the middle. So, although he he likes to do. Uh, you know, he likes to do a 4-2-4 when he's uh, at home, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't necessarily have faith in – actually, I don't have any faith in Osorio. I think that it's uh, – that sooner or later it's going to it's gonna implode. And I'm just hoping that it happens on the, on the other side of June when, you know, things are uh, – So what, are you, are you still, like, mourning over La Boda Roja? I'm not in mourning over it, but uh, to me, it's just uh, I, I just you know I, I see the way that the team just structurally was playing, and they were making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again, and they weren't doing anything to fix that. And that that's that's just that's always bugged me. And uh, Hoyle and I talked at great lengths regarding the game against Jamaica and how exposed the defense was. Right, and I mean, and, and that just scared the shit out of me. Jamaica's not a bad team, though. Yeah, but I mean, they 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 just were their their they were their positioning was terrible, and they, they they would catch Mexico on a three or four on two, and they were pretty regularly. <laughs> and, and and I'm saying this, and, and the players weren't weren't that bad, and it's just I think that tactically and the, and the way we were, the team was set up, it's like. Uh, you were able to see those deficiencies in, the, in those holes in the defense, and that's like Jesus. We, I knew that something was going to happen. I'd, and that, and then that, that ass raping, Jesus. That, yeah. I mean, it reminded me. You don't forget about that. It reminded me of um, when Bjorko first started coaching the national team. He did this crazy thing where on free kicks, 
he would put the wall like really close to the goal. Do you remember that? And I think it was uh, – and then he tried it in a friendly against Ecuador, and I was like, what the hell are you doing? And then like he – it uh, it didn't work, and I, I want to say they they scored or came really close to scoring, and like he never did that ever again. So he he learned his lesson, and it seems like Osorio just is either too stubborn or, or maybe just doesn't see it. But it just you know, it didn't seem like he had he had he had learned his lesson in that, and uh, that's why I was so surprised with that U.S. game because uh, you know they they did uh, play a little differently. So, but still. I do believe that he still has to have a minimum number of points in order for him to survive week to week. And uh, they're not doing him any favors by playing him at the Azteca. It's, uh, uh, I, I just don't think that, that it's that it's a, it, it, these games are too important to, to not have a really good home field advantage. And I don't think the Azteca is a good home field advantage for Mexico right now. What do I know? Chickies, uh, you had uh, you had a topic that you wanted to discuss a little here in a little wild card segment here. Uh, please, please uh, refresh us on, on what it was you wanted to bring up tonight. Oh, which was it? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that important, right? Oh, it was about the uh, the, the player in Brazil, I think Ronnie, about about uh, the goalie. When America went down and, and, and scored, was it three Ronnie in the in the Maracana against the Flamenco? Yeah, this goes to uh, this goes to what James talked about when he said that. Uh, hey guys, I'll, just hold, give me about five minutes to talk about this. I'll be back. All right. All right. Yeah. Let, let's put this. Uh, what's it called? Commercial break or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's my morality. It's a morality. It's it's a, it's a Chiki's morality segment. Man, I wish I still had your your little opener for that. I, I let me see if I can find it. I thought I'd loaded it. Preacher, it was the preacher one, right? That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since I've heard it. Well, I, I don't know. I think we should continue with this segment. And then if he wants to, well, yeah, go on, Beto. I think we could all chime in. He'll get his the piece. Back, the background is I don't know if you guys know that. I guess this. I don't even know if I know it fully. This Brazilian guy got a. Uh, Put in jail for seven or so, however many years, for um, raping or or doing something bad. And he came back and he was signed by a club to play soccer again. And uh, I was, I parallel this to what James said about Pablo Aguilar and his um, his headbutt to the ref about him not putting on a jersey ever. Uh, his opinion on that, and uh, I have to agree because I, like I was saying, I go for the percentages. If a guy is coming out of jail or doing something like that, and he's been in there for seven years, comes back, how are you, how are you going to know that he's going to be a trust uh, uh, a trusting guy that's going to work out for you and not do something dumb and just be a detriment to your team? So I play the percentages. I'm not going to, you know, have him on my team. He's, if, unless he's, you know, super good, even then, probably still wouldn't do it. Why take the risk and why have it, everything mess up for your team? He's pretty much going to be un, uh, should be unhirable. Well, you know, in, in because of the gravity of that, um, that, uh, how do you say, that thing that he committed, which is murder, um, and he got a slap on the wrist. 
Man, I, I totally agree. I would, I would be afraid to have somebody like that in my team or in my business or whatever. Uh, but then again, he did pay his debt to society. And, you know. I'm not sure, like, it's a really a question of, of uh, like, whether it's legal or not to hire someone like that. I, I think it's up to the team. But you have to think it's a poor decision from a PR standpoint. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I, I mean, but, but I think most of us would not want a murderer, a convicted murderer, playing on our team. Well, I mean, hang, let's hang on a second. Is he a good goal scorer, Dan, or is he? It's a keeper. He's just oh, a keeper, no, it's the goalie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's keep things in perspective here. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. It's a goalkeeper. Yeah. The last person chosen on the team in the playground. Just imagine the commercial. That's why, you, that, that, that's why you see guys like Angel Reina continually get gigs. Not, the, not, 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 not equating him to being a murderer, though. Not at all. All right, guys. Uh, I'm back. Uh, I, once again, Ronnie, uh, you missed just another <laughs> just passionate. Actually, that was that was pretty. That was a pretty passionate uh, statement from Chiki's there on his uh, on, on on his on uh, once again taking taking the moral stance, the high ground, as it were. The uh, Ronnie, Ronnie brought up the business aspect, and I was I was talking about that as well. Like, and and Dan mentioned it. If you're an owner, you should have the right to know and to say no to to a player because of its background. And if you don't know his background, if they don't check the box, like I've been convicted of a felony, then and you don't investigate and do a background check, then that's your problem. That's your fault. Um, I don't think they need to have that checkbox and they need to uh, disclose stuff. Fine. I'll do a background check and I'll do my due diligence and make sure that you are legit. And if not, I'm not signing you and not having you on my team or whatnot. Even if he is like the Pele or... So you, you think he paid his debt to society? Sure. I think... I, well, well, no, no, no. If it's if it's only seven years for whatever, you know, even if it's 20 years and he pays his debt supposedly under the law to society, that doesn't matter. That... that like what Dan said, it's going to be bad a bad image, bad PR move. And also, you don't know if he's going to screw up and make some other mistake down the line. Beto, I have a question for you. So... It's not in the same degree of gravity, but what about Mauro Icardi who stole another player's uh, wife and family and then starts posting pictures and tattoos his, the kids, the, his, the ex's kids' faces on, on his chest? Um, would you uh, hire a player like Mauro Icardi with his numbers? What did he do? He stole, um, he was a teammate. He was a home wrecker. Yeah, no. he, he wrecked a. <laughs> With his own, with his own team. <laughs> he, okay, Mauro Icardi stole the, the wife or girlfriend of Diego Lopez. No, and Maxi Diego Lopez. Maxi, Maxi, no. Ma Maxi Lopez. Maxi Lopez. Maxi Lopez, yeah, that's right. He stole his girlfriend and uh, what's it called? And basically, to, after taking away his family, he, is, he tattooed the kids, uh, Maxi Lopez kids' faces onto his chest. Hey, hey and, Beto, I, Beto I, I mentioned this in the, in the, in the, in the private <laughs> chat like a couple weeks back. <laughs> Because it, it just made some headlines in Argentina about uh, how Maradona was basically putting pressure on on on, on Bausa, the coach. You know about that if he if he uh, calls him on to the national team, he's a traitor. But now he he did call him up and 
obviously uh that's a little messed up man you know would you hire that guy even though Mauri is p- pulling some fantastic numbers as a well as a who board? was the uh who was the guy that John Terry had the big uh Ah. Where the same situation happened, where where one guy one guy stole the other guy's wife, and they but Wayne Bridge, I think, and they both ended up on the national team. I think you, I I know who you're talking about, and, and they were in the national team, but the guy ended up quitting the national team because of John Terry. Gosh, I can't remember his name. It wasn't Wright Phillips. It was. I don't remember his name? It don't matter. It wasn't good. <laughs> well, wasn't... I remember Maricardi and Maxi Lopez. So I don't, I don't have. I mean, I, yeah, you still haven't answered the question, dude. Well, I don't have an issue with with uh, having a player on my team that's doing dumb junk like that. If it causes cancer <laughs> in the locker room, or if it causes danger in you know to to the asset, which is the player, like for, for example, uh, that Chilean dude, what's his name, who crashed his Ferrari. That's a risk that I would be like, you know, thinking twice about having that guy on my team, even even though he and he's good, he is great player. Uh, the Mohawk dude, I forget his name. His name's um I know he plays for Vidal, Bayern Vidal, Vidal. Vidal. Arturo Vidal. Arturo Vidal. So that dude, he 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 gets drunk, he crashes his his car. He could have he could have died, and that would have been okay. However much money lost on that player, he's no longer on my team. So you know you either have to fix the issue, which is not as bad as like a murderer and stuff, but fix that issue or be like, uh, I'm trading this dude. He's too much of a problem. He's a risk. He's going to hurt somebody, hurt himself. He'll be in jail soon or whatever. Um, luckily for him, he hasn't had any incidents since, and he's been doing really well. So they took that risk, and they're reaping the benefits. So these lower-level issues, I don't have too much of a problem, even though I don't agree with, uh, you know, like infidelity and home wrecking and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, you're the home wrecker. So that means you're saying that you would you, you would consider the numbers, right? Oh yep. well, Mauri Cardi is bringing in like twenty goals a season. Yeah, let's let's give him on a twenty million contract so he can pay for the child support. <laughs> the only, the only issue if he's bringing a, if he's bringing bad stuff in the locker room, like with other players, or if he's being a danger to himself or to others, and will be you know a potential loss to the team because of it. So, so if just, you're okay, if you're okay with that, how are you okay not okay with uh, murder or goalie? That that has great relationships with us, with his teammates in the locker room. It's inspiring them to to win every day. Now, would you would you add a rule, Albert, if uh, if you get a player like that that they said that they, that if you if you steal an otherwise wife and kids, you're you're off the team. No, man, I don't care about that. As long as as long as it's not like another player, like another well, team. Talking, another teammates, another teammates' uh, wife. Yeah, if he, if he does that to another teammate, um, I would say yeah, he's gone because it's gonna cause it's gonna cause a team to suffer because there's gonna be tension in the locker room because because guys are gonna take sides and Team A is gonna meet yeah. over there in this corner and Team B is gonna meet in this corner. That's it. They're on the same pitch. They're not gonna pass each other. They're gonna fight on the field probably. Like just like they did in Bend It Like Beckham. Remember when when Kerry Knightley was got all jealous of, of uh, and they weren't passing to each other. Just like that. That's exactly what would happen. Yep. Remember, remember the movie Kingpin? Uh-huh. Where uh, he, he's uh, – Ishmael's dancing with uh, Roger Clemens' uh, wife. Who really jarred something loose, Tiger. <laughs> and then uh, Roy Munson goes in there, <laughs> punches him, and says, you don't mow another man's lawn. Right. 
So, would you have that? You can't mow another teammate's lawn. That is. A... <laughs> is, that, is that what the clause that you would have there, Bethel? Sure. Unless he approves. Unless the other teammate approves. What about weed whacking? Could he, could he weed whack another teammate? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or hedge trays? Hedge. What about a little hedge? <laughs> Leaf. Will there be is leaf blowing still on the table? <laughs> well, I don't know, Vento. You're kind of quiet now. What's going on? What happened to your? What about watering the lawn? <laughs> Hello, BBC. Ay ay ay. Oh, wow. So you don't you don't think that player? So Bethel, you don't think that player has the right to make uh, earn a living? The sure. guy that just got out of jail. Sure, but it's going to be real hard. What's that? It's going to be real, sure, but it's going to be real hard. Yeah, I don't think anybody's saying he doesn't deserve it. Doesn't deserve a, the ability to, but I think you'd have to be crazy to give him that gig. Well, stuff comes back to haunt. I, c- I could understand that a national team because a national team is, you know, if he wants to run a, the fact that it's unionized in, over there in, in Brazil and stuff like that—it's it, it, obviously it's 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 a it's an employment, and he has a right, you know, he has a right to make a living. As far as national teams and stuff like that, nah, he doesn't have a right. That's that's more of a privilege, you know. Yeah, but the owners have the right to not hire somebody. That's true. Their, their business. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand the move. Like, it just seems like a really just a poor decision. I. I like the, the for, for on, like I can't think of a single reason why you would want to have him. I mean, you can't find anybody that could adequately do the job that doesn't come with all this baggage, because it's a lot of baggage. I mean, there's there's all kinds of uh, questions. I mean, he for checked teammates. all the boxes, including some extra ones that uh, yeah received checked before. <laughs> yeah, he had to fill out that that little those three that three line space of what did you do. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. It's like if so, please explain. Um, I, I it just seems like a to me it would be a no brainer. I'm like I'm like I'm sorry. You're and then I, I read on on our on our uh, on our YouTube uh, chat of what the guy was supposedly convicted for, and that's that's some gnarly stuff of what's he what he's accused of doing or, or convicted of doing. Um. That's, I mean, I, I, in any setting, I would not want to be rubbing elbows with that guy at all. I wouldn't want to have any dealing. As a supporter, I wouldn't want to have, I would hate to be like, to have him on my team. I'm like, yeah, we won thanks to this great play by this guy that committed like murder. people in the little pieces. He's yeah. Goal, he's a goalkeeper. The difference, the difference in having any other goalkeeper is very small, just like. The difference between having uh, Tortas and Marchesin. Marchesin, I knew. Yeah, I, 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 I've been, I've been sensing the the Marchesin hates us. This whole topic came up. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, though, dude. So, like for example, let, let's say Gatortis comes out, gets out. Do you think he should be hired? With, uh, hired for? Uh... Aren't his circumstances much different, though? Well, I mean, wasn't he convicted of kidnapping? Yeah, he was convicted of being in a kidnapping. Oh, absolutely man. not, man. That, is that I what he was? I, I don't think that that can be forgivable. Like, all the, that all guy, the, all but see, the thing is, Ronnie, is, is, is that even in like, he, like he, any industry, if any industry isn't going to hire some of these guys, 
So 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 why 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 would sport be different? Well, I understand that it's just like man, like you yeah, you, have a, con- you have a you have a you have a kid though? or sorry, a, kidna- a kidnapper. Jesus Christ! Just think of the press, man. Well, I'm just saying, like a uh, a convicted um, any kind of convicted felon. You know, yes, they have a right to earn a living, but they typically don't go back to what they were doing. Like, if they had a a, a pretty dope position, chances are they're not going to be getting that same position. They're going to be like, yeah, I think HR might have a problem with that. Yeah, they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be getting jobs, really odd jobs that no one really wants that that probably have trouble filling, and those are the ones that that's the type of employment that those people usually find you're not going to just get you're not you people are going to have issue with it like on just everybody's going to have an issue with it but i don't know how brazil is maybe i don't know maybe he's got a connection with the club or some well there was a player uh, in the nfl uh, that uh, was a defensive lineman that uh, had a dwi and i want to say was was convicted of manslaughter he killed somebody in dwi and they let him play after that. The uh, the big difference was that uh, he could get to the quarterback though, so he was uh, he was a he was a hot commodity. The National Felons League. How many players and <laughs> so, You know, one thing I will say about Osorio, and uh, if we did, you know, just circle back to that. Is the uh, the the fact that uh, when they were in the hiring process, I mean, how far down the list was was his name? Because because uh, I'm pretty sure that he was at least fourth, maybe fifth choice. Because because they wanted to be and they wanted somebody uh, for sure. I, I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you bring that up though because that's it. Just seems that a lot of the anger is, seems misplaced. Like the guy is who he is. He I don't think he's changed his style at all for anybody. I think he's been the same, generally the same kind of coach. Like they knew what they, they should have known what they were getting. I don't, I, I think the the anger should be squarely. Like if you, if you're not a fan, it should just be more with, with who hired him, not with really him himself. Cause like, I don't know. I, I, I just, to me, it seems that they, it's a little overkill, the, the, well, the outrage th- against him. Think of the job interview when you're interviewing for your Mexico coach. Okay, so we want you to we want you to win as much as possible. We, we, you know, we'll help you out with that. But if you lose one game, understand that you're probably going to get fired after the next one. I think, I think I mean, there's, there's, they, they, they offer him no job security. I mean, and of course, the coaches are going to want a guaranteed contract, which they're not going to want. I mean, it just they don't do a good job of selling the, the product of being the Mexico coach. It's... Uh, and it's hard to I, sell, though. It John, is. I mean, I mean and that's why about... they, and that's why it sucked that Piojo got let go because because Piojo wanted the gig. You know, it was. I mean, he even said it's my dream job. I mean, what does Osorio say about Mexico? Hey, man, this is going to be a good way for me to get another job. Yep. That's all. That's all he sees. Man, more more cangrejismo, man. I think initially we we were talking about um, what you were saying, Dan. We were we were saying that. Uh, Mexico needs to stop looking at abroad and looking at its, you know, the talent that is in Mexico, whether it's like La Volpe or, or Mexican, uh, born coaches. 
because they know the league, they know how it works, they know how the Mexican team, national team works, and they're able to do their work. But uh, I, federation, I, and I guess I, I kind of disagree with that. Just on some level, I, I, I see the sense of that if the base of the team was still playing in Mexico. Generally speaking, the, the 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 starters, the the starting eleven, aren't playing in Mexico. They're not playing in the Mexican league, and the best ones that are in the Mexican league probably won't stay in the Mexican league for for indefinitely. So I, I just think it's it's a different animal. So, but I do think though still that hiring a Mexican coach is, is still probably the better option. I don't think there's a, a magic formula where, where a foreign coach is just going to come in here. And I'm not saying that it can't happen, but I think it's more than likely. I don't think a European coach has this. Um, but that's their mindset. This, this insight, this insight that, that, that a football that's just greater. And, and like you're, you're in the minority though. That's that. I think that's the mindset of what, of what uh, the federation is like their top list. were all foreigners. You see kids in Mexico wearing Arsenal's jerseys or Barcelona because they idolize. The- well, I'm speaking in hypotheticals though, because the, the, the reality isn't just a, there's only reason for hope only because of recent hirings like Valencia and, 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 um, El Jimmy. It's, you know, like what, cause I'm okay with going with foreigners because what I hate, what, what I'd rather, while I would prefer a Mexican, what I really, really hate is retreads. And that's what the one thing that the Mexican league is kind of notorious for is retreads. And I'd not rather, just, just, not just Mexico, but that's just football in general. Like, you know, the retread, you know, are you talking about like the, 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 the carousel? Yeah, the, the recycle. That's that's not that's not a match. Although, you know, the Jose Ramon and those gangs would make you believe that that's just a, only in Mexico. That's not entirely. No, I, I, that's I, that I, that happens. That happens. Vete al infierno. That was good. That's a good pull, dude. Yes. The. Uh... <laughs> You're right about that, Ryan. And not only that, but they also talk about how, oh my God, the refs in Mexico, or oh, my, you know. And then you watch a Spanish league game, and you're like, man, the refereeing is just all. I mean, sometimes even English games are just are just like, like, what is the referee thing? I mean, it happens. It happens in every league. The refereeing, the uh, yeah, it's so the coaching carousels, right? Yeah, for for so for for them to to make it look like it's only, yeah, but it doesn't. But it doesn't mean that 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 they're not right in, in criticizing them. Like there is something kind of bad that certain coaches just continually find their way back. Right. One thing that I have noticed La about Volpe. Liga Mekis that, um, that, uh, that has, has changed is that coaches don't get fired as often as they used to. I mean, there could be a season where out of the 18 teams, you know, 12, 13 guys would, you know, they would have a, a different coach than, than who started I would back, say over back the, in July. I'd say over the last two, three seasons, two, three years even, you can see maybe a slight shift in that mentality where a lot of teams are thinking outside the box and hiring either from Europe or promoting uh, some young guys. So who knows? Maybe maybe they're kind of also seeing perhaps some of the error in their ways where you're, we're able to see some – New blood enter the, enter the league, but I think that's that's a good thing. 
Well, uh, but but for sure, it's not just um, it's not exclusive to Mexico, right? Well, I think I think the next coach for the national team is going to be Diego Alonso from Pachuca. I think I think uh, Marti, I think the the Carso group. I think they're going to push for, push you know, for him. But how could a coach with no pressure playing week in and week out go I mean, to coaching he, a team with all pressure? Well. True, but but knowing, knowing that's a bit of a trolling question. But go ahead. Kn- knowing the way Grupo Carso, you know Pachuca work, they're going to try to pull. They're going to try to bring in their their their, their people. And uh, and obviously, I mean, if he already he already has a title under his belt, and and you know Pachuca is already you know they, they won, and if he wins the seat, you know the the the, the Conca champions, I think it's going to be a safe bet that after the cycle, Osorio. I think Alonso. I think they'll put Alonso at the helm. Yeah, and, and I'm actually, regardless of who it is, whether it's Alonso or whoever, as long as it's a coach that is, you know, been a guy that has, you know, either either as a player or as a coach in Liga Mekis. You know, I know it's nice to have all the foreigners, and the, and, and that's great. But the when 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 the when the when the going gets tough, you're you're not gonna you're gonna have to rely on one team that plays together a lot. And uh, you know, Pioco did it with America. Uh, Javier Aguirre did it with uh, with Cruz Azul back in two thousand one. And you're just gonna you're you're gonna need to know about those guys. And uh, so, uh, to me, as long as I don't, the foreign coach to me doesn't matter as long as they have you know a guy you know like like the La Volpes and the Tucas of the world that they played and coached in the MX guys that have been here for twenty thirty years that understand. How the players work and how the league works, and 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 and, and those those are the coaches that that Mexico needs to cultivate. And, a guy like and, Jim. and how the and how El Pacto de Caballeros works. And I think that's as, yeah, they, as, as long as that's still the this, as long as that's still the law of the land. Yeah, they have to deal with that too. I mean, that, you know, that's why you know, hopefully, uh, uh, Cardoso ends up being a decent coach because he'll be another guy who, you know, would have would have played his entire career and uh, or the, the bulk of his career and then you know coached here. It'd be great. And Cristante the same way, you know. Th- those are two guys to keep an eye on too, because of the fact of, the, of, of of all the experience they have in the league. So, uh, b- before I guess we will have a, a little preview show, but uh, uh, before we uh, hang out, I, I do want to before we end this podcast, I do want to uh, get y'all's temperature on what do you think is going to happen against Costa Rica. So Chiquis is a uh, Mexico win that game. Uh, I thought I thought they would. Um, I don't want to say a tie. Tie, okay. Fernando, Mexico beat Costa Rica or Costa Rica beat Mexico or a tie? What do you think? Win, lose, Mexico, or draw. Mexico wins three to zero. Three zero. All right, yes, sir. R- Ronnie. He's running his phone died again. He's he's muted. No, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think they'll pull out four uh, four points. You think they'll get four out of the two games? Yeah. I think they will too. I think that they might. Uh, you know, d- depending on if he can, you know, f- you know, find the right combination. I think he might get. Uh, I think he might get six. If they if they beat Costa Rica, that's gonna that will will change a lot of things for these players. They're gonna get them a lot of confidence. And instead of instead of showing up listless to Panama the way they did, 
I think they're going to show up with a little more energy and because 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 they know that if if they get that, then they can practically have it everything locked up. Um. Uh, pretty pretty quickly, so I think that that would be good motivation. But uh, you know, Costa Rica is a good team, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough. But I do think they can get uh, like Ronnie. I think they can get the four points. And and Osorio survives another 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 round of his uh, of his uh, that what was it Galaxy Quest Ronnie where they're going through the things and they have the big metal pieces that are slamming you know that like 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 get from spot to spot that that's what Osorio is doing right now he's he 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 he, he, he passed the first test so now he has to negotiate the next one and if it doesn't happen he's gonna get smashed he's, he'll be done. So, good spot for us to, to to wrap it up here on the on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. On, on you know we might have to consider moving these to Thursday. We have such a huge crowd watching us tonight that uh, you know maybe I didn't maybe... get my prediction in, John. Oh, geez, Dan, I am so sorry. I, I thought that, uh, <laughs> I, and, and you're and you're second on my list. I apologize, Dan. Good lord, I am. He's a fan of Chepo right now, so I guess it doesn't matter what he thinks. I'm sorry, Dan. What you got, Just 2-1. Goals coming with uh, center-back goals, two of them, both of them. Yeah, your boy? Your boy going to get one? Maybe. Uh, well, I don't well, I don't know who's going to play, but Drafo will probably come up, come up with, with another goal. And uh, maybe Moreno. You know, I've I've avoided saying this this whole time on the uh, on the show tonight, but I think it's I think it's really foolish for uh, Osorio not to at least call up trophies just to see it. You don't have to play him, just see what he can do. Just give him a trial. Yeah, yeah. Let what do you, what do you have practice. to lose? Yeah, what do you have to lose? I'm with you. Uh, that goal he scored last night was 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 pretty damn nice. Just just the fact that he tried it, I thought was pretty cool, and it worked. Perfectly. Who do you guys think have the toughest uh, uh, matches for the next, you know, qual- uh, two sets of qualifiers? Do you think uh, Honduras has to face U.S. and Costa Rica? Well, yeah, clearly Honduras. Yeah, dude. What? And U.S. has what? Zero points. Yeah, U.S. Uh, they have Honduras, and then they have uh, Panama. Panama, and in, in Panama, right? So it's yep. man, was, the U.S. <sighs> Yeah, they have, they have to get at least four points out of those. They have to, you know. Yeah, they have, they have to make up three. You get, you get. Oh man, even three points is, is is a little sketchy. But three points, I think, would give them a little bit of hope. But anything less than that's got to be. It's it's going to start getting real uncomfortable for them. They'll they'll beat Honduras just because they always do, and uh, and then we'll hear about their grit and determination. I, I think I honestly I think they're going to turn it around. Uh, Arena, Arena is pragmatic. He's meaning he's going to bunk, bunker. He no, he's <laughs> he, he, he he's, he's going to. That's a that's a tough strategy though against Concacaf. I mean, it's one thing to do it against Mexico, but to do it against other teams that aren't necessarily wanting possession. He's going to. It's like that Sergeant Bilko fight. You know, where neither one really wants to go at it. <laughs> you should watch that movie, <laughs> Sergeant Vilko, with Steve Martin, where the, the two boxers are like, 
they don't want to fight each other and they're like they're afraid to throw the, the punch because they're both in they're, they're both taking a dive so i actually kind of think that's i kind of think that's how the mexico costa rica game is going to go go down because of the missing players from i don't think costa rica is going to go out there and and attack not in mexico i, not I in mexico. think they're going to be not no. in mexico no I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any any shame in in, in trying to and playing playing defensively in Mexico. That's just. It, I think it, it's a no brainer. And this is one of the reasons why I still say that Mexico is still both. You know, still the best team in the in, in the region because, like, even in the last World Cup cycle, like you know, the game where Mexico played in Honduras, where they should have won the game, Honduras was basically bunkering. Many and many, you know, many. I mean, they they were placed playing defensively, and a lot of teams just they just play that. You know, they they bunker against Mexico, even at home. I mean, they may they may wander off and, and and try to attack for maybe you know ten minutes of the match and stuff like that. But they still they want Mexico. They they're they're okay conceding the ball to Mexico. You know why? Porque México les da de comer. Yes, Pern. Yes. Release the Kraken. But uh, no, nah, I just I think it's. What about you, John? What was your prediction? Uh, sorry about that. My prediction was uh, that uh, I think Mexico will win in uh, against Costa Rica, but I think it's going to be La van a vender muy cara. I think uh, uh, Costa Rica. It's it's going to cost Mexico. It's going to be a tough win. Uh, so, but, uh, and then against Trinidad, I think that they'll, you know, I think that they can easily win down there. So, I mean, I don't think it'd be like a huge shock if they did, but, and it's nice to play them, not, not like, you know, when, when you can actually, you know, accumulate points when, when, you know, when, when you need them. So instead of in the last game where it's meaningless playing down there, but, uh, it's yeah, I, mean, yeah it, 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 I I do think that that, that 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 they can easily win. It's just uh you know Costa Rica has uh they have some offense, but I mean I mean obviously they uh they're going to pick their spots and I, it's it's just one of those things you know is Mexico going to learn their lesson and not you know not allow for like a 4 on 2 you know that high up on the pitch. That that that's what worries me is that uh they're going to get too uh, careless on uh, on pushing up and leave the centrales just totally exposed, and them being too far apart anyway. So, what are, what do you think of the chances are uh, with Costa Rica not walking away with a point? Because I mean, Costa Rica has it pretty tough too. They have Mexico and they have Honduras. Uh, two away games. Yeah. Oh, they have to go. They have to go away both both games. Yeah, just like Mexico did last. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the first round. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think though their current position on some level helps Mexico because it, it there's no it's not a must win game for them at all. They're they're um, they're sitting pretty right now also. So I, I think if anything, the one game that they're thinking that they have to win is at home. Who Costa Rica? Yeah, you. you, you Costa Rica. You could, Costa Rica doesn't have a home game. To... Oh, they're both away. They're both away. Okay. So Panama. No, I thought I mean... they were playing in. I thought they were playing one at home actually. No, 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 no. Because their first because two they... were at home. 
Yeah, the first two no, at home. No. So they're playing. They're playing. I'm looking at it right now. March 24th, Mexico, in Azteca, and then March 28th, uh, Honduras and San Pedro Sula. So they have two away games. What I think if you're Costa Rica, you you you're hoping that you get two points. And then and then Honduras, they play they play the United States, and then Costa Rica, and then Costa Rica, which you know playing in the United States. You can get a point off the United States in the United States because you can get a pretty you can get a home. Yeah, uh, but you know, you know, in your in your heart of hearts that that ain't gonna happen. Let's be honest. Well, I think it depends on, did, on which U.S. team shows up. I think I think if I'm not mistaken, the Honduras has beaten the United States in the United States in a World Cup. Qualifier. They did. They did it in 2001. And, and yeah. it, this is a weak Honduras, though. Man. Then yeah, that was probably that was probably the True. best Honduras team since uh, 1982. And, but then they, but then they lost at home to Trinidad, and, and that's what allowed Mexico to qualify. I think this so, is an, an Honduras team that's on the rise. So, so I mean, Panama they ha- they play against Trinidad and Tobago. First game is in, in Port of Spain, and then they play the the U.S. Now, Panama, Panama might need some points. So I think that, they're all really intriguing matches. Yeah, Panama is very good defensively, but they might. They might be in a position where they they need to start making a move because they might have too many draws. Yeah, Panama and the United States, man, they've played some pretty good games in in the last yeah. couple of years. And Panama it, has done really well against both the United States and against Mexico. Yeah, and I don't understand how. I really don't. I, 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 <laughs> Panama, Panama's I mean, a great team. What are you talking about? No, no, they're well, really good I, defensively. That's they're probably the best it, defensive it, team in the in the. In the I mean, in, the in 2000 and 2000, I remember we were beating those we were beating those teams seven nothing, seven one. You it's know, not 2000 anymore, man. It's 15 years later, 16 years later. They're not the same teams. They're really good but, teams now. They're very good defensively, as you said. But I still, I, I'm still not buying that. I still, I don't think they played two or two yet. I don't think they're what? at that point. Panama? Well, I mean, Are you kidding? You have, you have to shore up the defense before you shore up the offense, and that's what Panama's doing. And then, you know, they can certainly find offense. It's just, it's just getting them the the decent reps. And then, and, you know, the Conca Champions has helped Panama immensely. I mean, it's, it's given guys the opportunity to go to measure themselves up against the other players in the region that they otherwise would get, saying, you know what, I'm actually, you know, we can hang with these guys. Yeah, I mean, so, and they also had players that go into Mexico, like Blas Perez and Felipe right. Valoy. Yeah, and Valoy and, was a good player, man. He was a starter for like ten solid years in Mexico. And uh, the the other guy, who uh, I don't know why Toluca. Oh, Miguel name? Tejada. Yeah, I thought he was a good player, man. Yeah. No, I, you know, Panama. The only I want Panama to qualify. I just, I just hope that when they, if they do qualify and they play in the World Cup. That they don't do that thing that that Honduras did, where they just they just completely pucker up and and play and and and, and play so against their style that they just they just fail miserably. Play your style, you know. To do do what works for you, you know. You know you you're going up against guys. You realize that that that, that they're the Panama's gonna be bigger than you know. They can you know be a little more physical with them, and it's a more physical game when you play in those tournaments. And that's what I just I just wish that they would play like that, you know. Instead of the real timid, oh, let's not lose by two minutes. Just, it just, it just, I, I don't understand that mentality. I don't get it. Jeez. But uh, anyway, we uh, 
we move on. I think that uh, it's probably a good time for us to, to, to wrap it up there. You know, hey, hold on one thing. I'm looking at the calendar. I mean, after after this Mexico, Costa Rica, and then playing Trinidad, the next one would be in June. And both of those are Mexico plays at home against Honduras and against the U.S. Yeah. So and and, and this and and thank you, Ronnie, for for pointing that out. And Mexico is going to play two friendlies before those two games in Mexico City in June, in New York and Miami. Yeah. So and instead of taking that time to 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 you know spend the week having the players get completely used to the altitude they're going to they're going to they're going to be you know traveling practicing in three different stadiums on you know in, in the same week pinches moleros <laughs> exactly pinches moleros cara no, I'm just oh shit, dude. Fucking Osorio better not screw the pooch, man. Because right now the way the schedule's set up, oh, he's I got mean, a golden opportunity. I'm mean, saying so he could have this thing locked up by the Confederations Cup. He could. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, if getting getting six points is is doable because you're playing Costa Rica in Aztec Stadium. And now, if you were to tell me, oh shit, we're going to Trinidad and Tobago 15 yeah. years ago, right? N- not so much Dwight York. Not so much because of Trinidad and Tobago, the team, but most of the playing conditions. Now they actually have pretty good, decent, you know, professional facilities. Man, I think was it two thousand one when Dwight York was uh, just killing it with Manchester United. I was scared to death that he was gonna, <laughs> because they were I, they were playing him so tight, and like all all he needed was like just like a three inch gap and just you know just shoot right through, and uh, well, it never happened. But man, he's he was he was he was such a threat. He was, but but the thing about it is what what scared me then wasn't so much their players. I was always more scared of the damn playing conditions. Oh yeah, yeah, the fields were terrible. The, 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 the cricket field, and, and and those things were always. I mean, because because the way the style of Mexico, you know, the way we played, always on you know on the ground, you know, possession oriented. I knew that it was that was going to complicate, you know, the strategy, you know, the tactics going into those games. Not so much anymore because you know you, you can go to Trinidad and Tobago and you can go to Jamaica even you know Jamaica and Kingston and I guess they've they've realized that it, it's to their benefit also to, to to have professional conditions to let the ball actually roll true yeah to, to roll true so uh, yeah I mean, so I think I think you know I mean I know that Mexico I'll be content with four points but I know that they can get the, the six. And then the next round, when you know Mexico plays Honduras, they have two home games against two tough teams, Honduras and the United States. I think you're right. I think they could have it almost locked. Almost. Yeah, they, they could have exactly. They they could be at a point. Say say let's say that they get the uh, they have four right now. Say they get the six points. That would put them at ten. Yeah. In the last hex, they had two wins and three ties, so they had nine points. And they made the World Cup. So if they get the ten, then they pretty much all have to do is just win one more game, and it's and it's 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 in the bag. Usually, the magic number what what what's the magic number? Uh, what is it, fifteen points or something like that? Yeah, well, yeah. If you get exactly, it's a fifteen uh, fifteen for sure. There's no question. If you win all your home games, you you will, you will qualify. Yeah. That'd be interesting if every team won all their home games and they all had 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. 
No, but you're right though. And then, so if they get those six points and it's ten points, then they could, uh, you know, you know, you get, you know, thirteen, fourteen points out of the next two and play the Confed Cup completely pressure free. You know, just go out and just go in and have a have a have a nice tournament. Nice tournament. And then fire Osorio and then come back and finish that. Right, and let, awesome. and, let and, and let Tuca <laughs> let, let Tuca let Tuca ride the wave all the way back in. Yeah. Oh man, I you know I, I don't I don't want I Tuca dream. to have to coach. Dream. I don't want Tuca to have to coach because I really I mean I really I, I like seeing guys succeed. But man, it sure would be uh, it sure would be nice to see Tuca coach Mexico in the World Cup in, in Russia. I would just love that. I don't know about Tuca. I did like what he did with Mexico with the only two games, but I think we got a good uh, coach with Osorio. You know what? You know he what? Could, Tuca, you know what? He Tuca would, four games, dude. Yeah. You know what Tuca would do? He would. Uh, he would just tell the boys, "Hey, boys, we have a tournament. You know, um, you guys are professionals. Be at practice. You know, he's, he'll he'll he will keep them all totally relaxed." He'll yell at him in practice, but out of practice, man, he will he will he will treat them like consummate pro. Man, Tuca is a Tuca is a is a pro's pro, and they and they love him. They, and then he was he had him for four games, and the players just totally loved him. You know what's funny? He's probably one of the most impulsive, if not the most impulsive, coach <laughs> in the league, and yet players they love him. And and then you know and he always said just you know whatever happens just maintain what you're supposed to do just just don't forget about that maintain your keep know your role and you know you you rarely see a Tuca team lose four or five nothing it just doesn't happen. I love my boy <laughs> Fernando. Were you uh, surprised that uh, that Tuca played for Monterrey? Did you not know that that uh, was part of his history? I wasn't born yet. No, I didn't know. Oh, stop. You know, who, you know who he came to Mexico for, right? He he played for Atlas first. Yeah, he went to Atlas. He went from Botafogo to Atlas, and then and then he made it over to to, to Pumas. Yeah, and he bounced around because he played at Pumas for a while. And then he played in. I know he played in Toluca. Did he ever go to America? Surely he. He he played for. Uh, uh, he, I know he played for a lot of teams in Mexico as well. I know he, he played, played for Tigres and, and 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 Monterrey, and he played for Toluca. I know that. But but then he went back to Pumas to to play his last season. And that's when he squinted, and then he retired with a Tucaso. What a way to go out. Yeah, and he kept begging the ref to end the game. <laughs> like a little bitch. <laughs> uh, Tuca. All right, boys. Well, thank you all for, uh, for, for tuning in. We'll try to say goodbye here for the third night before we go off on another tangent. But uh, this has been the Cantina and Mickey's podcast. Really appreciate everybody's uh, interaction with us tonight on the live chat and of course listening to us and and, and by all means listen to this in previous uh, editions of the uh, Cantina and Mickey's podcast that, that we do live here on the YouTube. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Chiquis, thanks as always. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. Fernando. Oh, it was a pleasure. Be strong, Fernando. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Final. <laughs> Dan. Dan. <laughs> Pleasure as always, boys.
Thank you so much. Thank you. This, <laughs> this has been the Cantina Mekis podcast. <laughs> Thank y'all very much. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, I'm not sure. Probably Wednesday. We'll, 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 we'll let y'all know in the week when we uh, when we get going. Thank y'all very much for joining us.